Welcome to Open Mind Industries Podcast, The Mind Unleashed. Sit back, relax, and unleash your mind. Hey guys, welcome to episode 32. As we always do, let's give a few shout out to our supporters. The first one is going to be Lyft, the ride sharing app. Use our code TMUP for $5 up when you book your first ride with Lyft. Also, please check out Weath Productions. Weath Productions is a locally based production company who does weddings, photos, any special occasion for corporate events, center photography. Use our code OMI and you'll get 20% off when you book your next project with him. Also, if you're looking to get a home in the Orlando area or the Florida area, Please check out Angie Connors, and she will hook you guys up. Links will be down below. She helped us out with our new home. Um, in this episode, we'll be talking with Maurice Hughes. He is a huge Terminator 2 fan. He's visited all the T2 venues uh, over the past couple of years and knows more about them than we ever do. So this is very a Terminator-oriented uh, podcast. So as we do, let's start out, enjoy, sit back, relax, and here we go. Hello? Hey man, how are you? Hey, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been a long, uh, long day here, but it's been all right. Okay, you tired? Ah, uh, no, a little bit, but uh, I'm ready to do this. I've been waiting for this all day. I'm ready. I'm oh, just okay. adjusting my chair. Just one second. Same. <laughs> <laughs> what the people want? I'm uh, really curious. It'll be my first podcast. Like I said, what a pretty much podcast is, it's just a geek out session about a subject. Um, they're really, really, they're really fun. Yeah. So. I'll let it surprise me. No, it's uh, it's very fun. Like I said, we're going to be geeking out about T2. So for those listening uh, on the podcast, it's going to be a very Terminator 2 frenzy. <laughs> a lot of knowledge lessons and stuff like that. Um, I don't know where to begin. I really... um. I guess I could start off with uh, how did you get into T2? I mean, what was your – you love T2 so much. Like, how did you get into it? That goes uh, way back a long time. I think it's around 1997. Wow. I was I was at the secondary school, and they just got uh, the internet over there. It was still uh, the first stages on school, the internet. Okay. And I uh, – I think I saw T2 at, uh, in 1996. Okay. And uh, I got hooked immediately. I think you were and like so, me, though, because I was the same way. <laughs> I first saw T2 and then later on uh, T1. So I saw it in that order. Yeah. But I was I was uh, surfing the internet and I stumbled on an image that I could not uh, place in T2. It was uh, Arnold uh, doing the flip with the shotgun in the future war. Okay. And I, I could not place that image. Uh, in the movie I saw uh, some that time ago, mm. so I went uh, searching and uh, I, I eventually I came onto the Universal Studios website, and that was my first uh, yeah getting to know uh, T2 3D, and I still didn't realize it was like in a theme park attraction. Yeah, but but when the internet grew and uh, we got uh, the internet at home, I kept on surfing and. I, I got more information, and I, I must admit, I still didn't realize there were uh, three uh, venues of Universal Studios having a yeah. theme park attraction. 
I thought it was only one. Yeah, I didn't know that until I started with uh, Universal. I moved here in uh, 2007, so in 2001, I was able to visit the theme park, and I was already a huge fan of T1 and T2. Not as big as you, but I was able to... Once I saw it, I really fell in love with it. I didn't know there were three attractions. I only knew of the um, Hollywood attraction. I didn't know about Japan until uh, about a year later. Well, Hollywood is the most uh, prominent uh, in all the advertisements. Originally, the, the plan was to uh, get T2-3D in Hollywood first, as mm -hmm. the old Conan uh, Theater. But they switched it around. Uh, I, I think it was the plan was to... Um, Florida would have the Jurassic Park ride first, and mm -hmm. Hollywood would get T2-3D, and they switched it around, I have been told. That's what I it seems like. What... It seems like Hollywood got more of the, um, like, as you showed me some photos, and it seems like they had more of, like, the Terminator Cyberdyne look than we did. Yeah, yeah. Even Japan has, has the best look, if I have to uh, say. Yeah. But Hollywood got a more, uh, already a more corporate corporate style uh, compared to the, the one in Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, but to get back to the story, I, I, I couldn't uh, place that image into the, the T2 movies or kept surfing. Mm -hmm. And eventually I found out about the theme park and yeah, it was still new. Uh, it, was, uh, it was unknown to me. Mm -hmm. And then I got to see a fan trailer by a Terminator fan who used footage of the T2 3D ride. And then I, I said, what the heck? I, I, I really need to see it. It was footage of the Arnold uh, battling the Mini Hunters. And so I, I, I found a, a, a work print of the show online. So I watched the whole work print <laughs> many times. Awesome. And that's that's my, I think, my real first uh Meeting with two, two, three D, seeing it. Uh, what did you, what did you take away from the movies? I mean, like when you said, "Okay, this is like I'm going down the rabbit hole." Like you said, was it was it T one or T two that really brought? I mean, it was probably T two that brought you into the to the life of it. Yeah, T two. It was the first one I saw, and I I, I didn't get to see T one that quick after after it. Mm -hmm. It was still the the, the time of um, the the internet was not just just getting there for us and uh, we still had to see uh, videos on the videotape the VHS tape. yeah same so we had, had to buy them in the store then, or, and it was really hard to find T1 on the tape uh, for me then so I first saw T2 on uh, the BBC and uh, the, the British channel yeah and they even uh, aired uh, they broadcast uh, a different cut a special UK cut that removed a lot of uh, violence yeah and added some and deleted scenes. Yeah, because so when here I, in the States we had the um, extended cut edition and then when the new T2 version came out in the theaters recently they just kept the original version. I guess he just did a couple updates and I'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, they did. There were some updates, but the, 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 you're talking about the 3D uh, version now and that was only uh, the, the theatrical cut. Yeah. But my, my first uh, T2 view was some special uh, BBC cut. So when I saw for the first time on uh, Dutch television, it was the, the theoretical cut, and it was fun. I'm missing scenes. I'm seeing new scenes, mm. the ones that uh, with all the violence, but I was also missing scenes from the special edition. So that's how I got into the whole uh, Terminator 2 and the deleted scenes. Uh, Rabbit press. hole, pretty much. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah, that's how I, I got to learn Terminator. 
So, like, it was a special but, part into your heart, and then when you saw, finally, like, oh, my God, there's a T2 attraction, you know, obviously, like, we, since we've been talking and I got to meet Maurice, guys, he's deeply into it. He'll school you. He's like, he goes down a rabbit hole that no one's ever seen. So you, you look for every um, minor thing that may, may have happened. I mean, what was that like when you found your first Easter egg? I'm trying to remember what my first Easter egg was. There have been so many. I've been. There are still uh, things left in Antwerp that I'm still looking for. Like yeah. in in the Q era video, who played uh, the La Bamba song? Or who I played that character? I think I know a friend of mine. Well, they know that they knew the lyrics. I guess it was some band. Because um, this was years ago, guys. I worked for Terminator for about eight years. So hearing the song consistently from CDYN, and that was the channel that they used. I forget. Somebody told me what the band was. But I can't remember. Place the name. They said it was a band. Um, it was a popular band from I, th I think a movie or a clip or a commercial that they had. From what I, I have no idea. Okay, I have no idea. I'm still searching for that answer. But also, like, there's a, there's an actress that's playing a character named Robin Sandler in the Q video, and she's still unknown to me. Most characters uh, I can find out uh, who they were played with, but this one is still a, a really hard one to find. Mm -hmm. I even asked uh, Gary Goddard and Adam Bazark, and they they couldn't even tell me. No, because I think you know when they when they made it, they didn't think it would be as serious. Like I said, for you, it's you kind of want to know. The minute you went down the rabbit hole, you really wanted to find yeah. out like who was character and why did the story begin, and who are these yeah. people and where do they tie into the story? Because because this this feels like another uh, chapter to the Terminator uh, saga, mm -hmm. and. Especially with the Kimberly character, she is she is the newcomer of uh, in the in the Terminator universe from this show. She mm -hmm. doesn't appear in any of the movies. So what no, what is her background? Yeah. So I was really interested in what is her background and that, uh, what's what's her meaning in the story. Mm -hmm. I remember a few months ago, before we even were told T2 was closing, Marie hit me up uh, through a mutual friend and through facebook and then he said hey would you know of anything and i saw a friend of mine dakota and he said would you know about the kimberly character at all i don't mean to intrude or you know if you can give me any insight so i started going through my old work manual and i was like well this is what i we know of her and we knew a few actresses that play the character and we asked them too and we're like what do you know about her and from what they told us through our training you know and it hasn't changed much over universal was she was a powerhouse from the 90s she is you know it changed from a person that runs the media department to an r&d kind of r&d manager of cybernet she overlooks it oversees it yeah yeah and it was kind of hard to kind of like place where this character was because people it's funny when we see when you go into the venue for those who've never seen it um we would consistently get stopped. People would ask us, you know, is she really like that? Is that is she really talk like that? And we're like, you know, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> you know, I said, I, mean, I would I would joke sometimes. I'd say, no, she's far worse. She doesn't give us bathroom breaks or something like that. You know, because you, you have fun. And the people are like, she's really that. I'm like, oh yeah, she's that strict. But when you see the actors backstage or whatever, they're like, they're actually really nice. Yeah, if I don't know if people know, but the Japanese version has. Uh more like a, a counterpart of the Kimberly Duncan, mm -hmm. which is a, a Japanese uh, woman called Raika Ayanakuji. Mm -hmm. And she has a lot of uh, backstory, not not completely in the Terminator show, but she appears 
in a lot of promotions in a lot of the other shows. Mm. She has done some some uh, monster uh, musical with the, the Beetlejuice uh, characters. Mm. Uh, she has a Panasonic was the the, the, the first sponsor of T2-3D in Japan for the first 10 years. Oh wow! She has she has appeared a lot of videos uh, by Panasonic, even like more uh, what is she doing all day um, in 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 a fictional uh, life. Uh-huh. She, she has even got a, an uh, online web novel uh, on the Japanese Universal Studio site. She 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 has a lot more uh, background than the, the American uh, Kimberly Duncan. Mm-hmm. I think that they really didn't, you know, when they brought it here, when James Cameron said finally, okay, we're going to do a T2 attraction, I don't think they really thought, I mean, they thought it out, but they were like, okay, nobody's really going to, you know, dig in as deep as, as they would, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's like when I first started, I started back in, um, see, I, I got hired for Universal back in 07 in April, and then I didn't go over to Terminator when I finally got to go rescue over there. And for those who don't know what that is, it means when um, your venue or the venue you work for at Universal does not need you, they send you to another venue that's in need if somebody calls and what have you. And I remember I had to get rescued over there, and I kind of was, the song was in my head for some reason, and I kind of got like super excited and happy for some reason. And I went over, but yeah, it seems like they didn't think out the flesh off the character. And I walked over there and I started meeting people and I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Who's this person? You know, because yeah. all you, you know about is, you know, you know, there's Sarah and John Connor and the T-1000. They're the only, you know, they're the only ones. But Kimberly was in like a league of her own because it was like, OK, we're in a Cyberdyne facility we rebuilt, you know. But sitting down and trying to find her a character, they didn't really think that out so well. I mean, they were like, OK, this person, no one's going to wonder. No one's going to ask, you know. Because she's only a, a vital part for only about a few minutes of the show. Yeah, she's only, she's only there to introduce Cyberdyne and to have that uh, mock-up uh, pre-show video. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she's uh, quickly uh, killed by the T-1000. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, everything that I found with you and found myself when I was working there, um, I talked to even the, a lot of the actors that played the character. And I said, you know, when you got hired, like, what, what, did, what did they tell you? How was the audition process? And they said, no, they wanted her to be kind of a character that was kind of spunky. And, and a lot of actresses that played her, um, played her in different ways. Uh, they played her more um, with energy, enthusiasticness, and uh, and some played her very bitchy. I mean, that was the thing. It was like, I, I'm this character. I can I can literally tell you to sit in your damn seat. And a lot of characters. Like there's a lot of times a lot of guests would not sit down and she's like, we would be telling them, Hey, you need to sit down. We got to get the, you know, the show started. And they'd be like, no, no, I'm fine. I want the middle seat, you know? And Kimberly would just break character and just boom, attack them. And I'm like, Whoa. (laughs) She would put them in the, in the, in the place. Oh yeah, she would. I mean, and I was like, I was like, I walked backstage. I'm like that. You, you were awesome. She's like, what are they going to say? I'm just like, I'm Kimberly. I can, I can, you know, I have a powerhouse, and it was kind of cool that they, they could play that character to the guest. Yeah, I think it, some guests would also want to want to make her do that, you know. Well, is, one thing is clear: don't mess with Kimberly. No, <laughs> you don't want to do that. No, and there's quite a few actresses that I still know today um, that were very when they weren't in a good mood, and if it was a daily time, yeah, they could be very, uh, very bitchy. Yeah, even to us, because we would we go out and she would say something to us quietly, and she's like, um, "So and so is making enough noise. So we're gonna stop that right now." I remember one day, and this is a true story. I won't I won't name the actor, but somebody wasn't doing something, and a guest decided to hold the show up. So she decided to sit on the stage, sat down on the stage, and told the gentleman, "If you don't get yet up or you don't follow directions, 
we're not starting the show. And she literally sat on the stage, and we didn't start the show for about two minutes. Ah, and it, nice. it made us delayed, but it was like, okay, you know, we had another show in 30 minutes. We got to go do. But she put that guy in his place, and I was like, touche. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, the, the the character of her, I mean, they, they really didn't flesh it out well enough, and it's kind of hard to find her backstory. But what we know of it is she's a powerhouse, and many, like I said, many actresses that played her over the, over the years that I've known um, play her in different ways. So it's kind of hard to find the you know, the right story of what they wanted her to be. But the the story that I know is just that she's, a, you know, one of our R&D directors of the Cyberdun. Yes. And the, the, the main, I think the main difference you can spot in the, the play of the Kimberly character is when the T-1000 attacks her. Yeah. Some Kimberleys, some Kimberleys they, they shout and, like, security, grab the corners, grab mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. They are more like... Uh, Sort of, they want to uh, attack the Connors. Mm-hmm. Other other Kimberleys play more like they 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 are fearful of the T1000. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what's going on, and they sit there frightened and yeah, and waiting to be killed. Mm-hmm. Some think that he's part of security. Other other think he's perhaps part of the the, the, the Connors. They don't know. So there are really small differences in in that part of the show by the different Kimberly uh, actresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Sarah and John are pretty much, I mean, each character in the show changes differently to the, the way that they run or the way that they'll react to the uh, pre-cues to the, the show. And mm-hmm. a lot of, some of them did look like, exactly like the character. You yeah. know, they, they play it their own way, but the Kimberly character, we've been trying to find out more about, you know, over the time I've got to know you. Um, and there is one scene, I'll let Maurice He's looking for certain things. So if some of you guys can find this, you know, I'll let him describe that in just a moment. There's different variations on how Kimberly, as he just described, when the T-1000, Kimberly does die. But um, I'll let Maurice go into that. What, the footage you're looking for yeah, is an I'm, alternate. I'm, there's an alternate, and I think it has happened in a few uh, uh, situations, like the Kimberly actress is pregnant, or the crash pad on which mm. she has to uh, die is being replaced. Mm-hmm. There's a rare variation on the show. Uh, normally, Kimberly is uh, killed by the T-1000, but in certain situations, Kimberly survives. She uh, she sees the T-1000 coming on stage, and uh, she screams more like, I'm not getting paid enough for this, or she runs away from the stage. She survives her T-1000 encounter and lives to tell uh, another day. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, like, like you mentioned, I'm looking for footage from that because it's, I've, I've tried to describe it to him so many times and he said he said the one that when he finally came to Orlando when we were closing on our last day he said is there any way we can make it happen and before he arrived about a day ahead it actually happened and I literally tried to play my cell phone out I was like if I get fired I get fired but I was like and my cell phone video was so bad and I'm like it was like two seconds because I didn't know she was doing it it was just Boom, boom. They would never say, hey, um, you know, no way nobody come up and would say, hey, we're not doing this. We're doing alternate. They would say in the beginning of our, our day, like, hey, the bike is out or an element is out. So the actors will be doing something differently. You know, so we would know to, you know, watch the area where they were. But Kimberly yeah. was so it's so unscripted to that percent. It's hard to find this footage. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel so bad. I, I, I think I, I think I've been looking for at least two years. For it has, right and now. we've really tried finding it for you. But it's like I think a friend of ours, Jeremy, said, um, it's a sad part on our security work because when we told people to put away their cell phone cameras, we were really told yeah. to you know turn the phones off, turn the cameras off, turn the GoPros off, 
that we were very strict about that. I mean, there were some guests that would get, you know, footage, but we couldn't get to them. But it was like it was nothing that Maurice wants. It was like he wants the unicorn that we were trying to find. But it was so I, random. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's like the the bike having the the technical issues and stopping on stage. Yeah, these are so random and impossible to predict. No, it's, so. I'm still I'm still searching YouTube almost on a daily basis to see if someone uploads a, some old recording and, and wish it might happen. Uh, so I'm going to yeah, like, throw this out there to everybody who's listening or anybody who's a big T2 fan. So if anybody was in the Orlando area, uh, especially Universal, and one of the actresses that may be listening to this or whoever, um, if you guys may have a footage, it's got to be footage, uh, of Kimberly surviving, that would be awesome either email it to us i'll give you the link on where to email it to and i'll send maurice's stuff over to him too so he he is really looking for this footage guys so if anybody can help please do so i would be very thankful yeah he's been give, literally putting out little offers to people like trinkets stuff like that some really cool stuff that he's literally offered you see and he i saw it on facebook the other day and he said hey guys i'm gonna ask again you know i have some things here that i'm willing to part with that are collector's items they're hard to find for this footage and i thought it was a really cool thing but the problem is like going through youtube it's kind of hard to put what the keywords would be it's like kimberly surviving now nothing pops up uh t2d orlando okay things pop up but it's like bits and pieces of like you know grainy footage or you know nothing and the sad part is like for us working there i feel kind of bad now because we would stop the cameras in the worst you know the best spots you know the show yeah, yeah. Well, it it was it was your job. Yeah, uh, and it was. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say who the actress was, but there was one actress that if we even let the camera go on for two seconds, she would pull open the side door where we were standing during the show and yell at us. And I mean okay. yell at us. She would. Oh, I remember one day like I had I never fight with her, but she literally told me I need to start doing my job better. She goes because she would literally call us out during the show. She's like security row three. You see the light, and we're like, "Yep, we can't get to him." And um, yeah, she she would yell a lot. <laughs> she was a great person, a great actress, but she was very coy. You know, she want it was a performance. Well, yeah. well, let's let's say it's all part of the Kimberly character. Yeah, very much so. Yes, Kimberly wants to be in control. Pretty, oh yes, very much yes. so. Yeah, you know the Connors stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I can add a little uh, fun uh, fact on the Kimberly um, character. In the original script for a T2-3D, they had either a male or a female uh, character. The female was to, was indeed Kimberly Duncan, mm-hmm. and the male was to be named uh, Kip Duncan. So, so there was universal, a character. There was, a, yeah, it's it, like Universal now, for, for, it has become only Kimberly, so Universal has to cast uh, female actresses. See, that's what, they, that's what I heard. I heard when I, I think it was a couple years ago, I heard that same thing. I said, why aren't there any, like, a Ken Duncan or something like that to one of our techs? And he goes, unfortunately, there's not enough roles for females in the park, so we need to cast more females. Yeah, but it's it's, one, it's one of the, the earlier scripts uh, uh-huh. that I have. It's, it's, it's Kip, Kip Duncan. Wow, I, that's something I did not know. I, I thought they would have something, but that's what I was told by one of our techs. And like, yeah, because he was working there. He started back there, and I think I think ninety one is when he started with Universal, and he got hired in to do because he was one of the original operators of T two three in Orlando here. And I said, hey, you know, I, I would like to do Ken. Like I was being serious. Like I want to audition for Ken Duncan, and he was like, no. He's like, unfortunately, we you know, there's not enough roles for the actresses. So that's a really cool Easter egg that I didn't even know. Yeah. 
I, I will send you a screenshot of the script. That's cool. Like, that's crazy, because I would sit upstairs a lot and talk with the actors, and I'm like, why aren't there any, like, male, like, Ken Duncans or something? And they're like, well, and that was kind of the reason why. I, I, and that makes tons of sense now. Yeah, but it's only in, in one of the first scripts. The script that came after it didn't uh, have the, the male character. Uh, mm-hmm. They only said it's Kimberly Duncan. That's it. Mm-hmm. So they, they changed it already in the, the, the script phase. That's, that's and, intriguing. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> So I mean, like when you finally, when your first trip came up, you were like, "Hey, I'm gonna go finally see T2 3D." When you, like, when you were a teenager, whenever this, you know, you happened, what was your first big trip when you finally said, "Okay, I'm gonna go see this live"? It was in 2008. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, we went on uh, the holiday f- uh, to uh, yeah, Florida mm-hmm. with uh, my sister and two uh, good friends, mm-hmm. and I was like. It was my first real big holiday, uh, first time uh, flying an airplane, first time uh, a big uh, country like America. Yeah. So I was like, hey, if we're going there, I want uh, to visit University of uh, <laughs> Why not? for, That's for the one best, day. Yeah, the best part That's, of it. Yeah, and I think it was one of the first days of my holiday mm-hmm. there. And yeah, we went to the park and I, I spoke to the, the, the Cyberline crew in front of the park. And I told them, like, uh, I came all the way from the Netherlands, wanted to experience this attraction. And there was a, was a, a manager called Amber. And she was like, hey, I can set up a meeting with the cast. Uh, I think you. I remember, yeah, I, I, I got brought in. I was there for a couple months, and then I saw the video. I want to say about six months afterwards, they were watching it backstage. Apparently, yeah, somebody pulled it up on a, they burned it into a DVD. Because they pulled it from YouTube. I guess this was back when you could be able to rip files from YouTube. And I ended up seeing your, your video. And I was like, oh, guys, we're on like YouTube. I looked it up because I wanted to find out like from Japan stuff and stuff like that. And that's where I found out. Yeah, and that was my first uh, meeting with, with, with the cast and, and, and spurring the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all crazy for me. It was, I think, one of the best days of my life. Yeah. I got to see the show. Were you, experience. When, you, when you walked in, like, what was your, you know, when you finally saw the building and you're like, oh, this is kind of cool, or, you know, now that you've kind of been to L.A., what was your experience with that? Well, I must admit, my, my I watched the, the Terminator uh, show a lot of on YouTube uh, before even being able to, to see it in real life, mm-hmm. because... Before 2008, before I first went, I had never thought I would actually go to the United States mm-hmm. and experience the show. So when I, I walked in, I recognized a lot of things already from YouTube uh, recordings. Mm-hmm. So I was already a bit uh, spoiled. <laughs> but it, 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 it was nice. You got to see little things like when you walk into the the, the entrance of the, the show in Orlando, you, get, you have that... that red light that goes uh, from left to right, more like reminded me of a kid from the Knight Rider show. Yeah. And I never uh, saw that on, on uh, the YouTube videos or didn't uh, stand still uh, with it by it. And then you get all the, the signs and the queue video. Uh, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it, the whole atmosphere in the building was like, wow, this is Terminator. You get you are you are in Cyberdyne systems. You the the teaming is uh, so well done. There are uh, uh, there's something like a radio communication sometimes calling like 
uh, that person should go to that department. He's called in. Uh, all the, the, those little things, they, they really make it real. Yeah. There's a fun fact about that. The, the, um, the old Q video that Maurice was talking about, we were actually, if you look inside of our old panels, I think I still maybe have a copy of somewhere. I don't know. But we were told to read off of those sometimes. So, like, it would go off and it would say, you know, doc, Dr. Sniper and Maselli, Dr. Sniper, you know, please report to organ storage, you know. Da, 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 da. Yeah. We would, like, we would literally have to, when you first started, I mean, you could see the employees were really having fun with it. The lights would, you know, the uh, red lights that Maruch is talking about that are uh, in the ceiling and they would spin. Um, yeah. Because it would say, hey, you know, don't touch that. And all of a sudden somebody, you know, would, the Q video would happen. And then it would be like a warning, and the lights, the lights would spin, and then they would stop. You know, so it was really cool seeing that. That's what that was really amazing, and especially if you you know that they filmed it for each uh, venue, they filmed their own parts. Yeah, you, Hollywood had different uh, parts of those uh, live uh, camera footage than Orlando uh, did have. Yeah, so fun fact: I actually met a guy. Um, I met a gentleman about I want to say about four years ago. He came up to me very quietly in the morning. I think it was like eight in the morning when I had to come into work. And he goes, where's your tie? And I go, pardon? He goes, where's your tie? I went, oh, it's in my locker. I, we had options to wear the tie or not wear the tie. A lot of us wouldn't wear it because it was a little bit too hot. And it was a little yeah. bit distracting for the, micro, the our radio that we had to wear, you know, for the building. And he goes, um, he goes, I'm an old Cyberdyne security officer back from 90, I think he said 96 or 97. Okay. And he ended up pulling out some old photos. And he was like, I'm here with the grandkids. And he goes, um, and we still had the old Q video at the time. And he goes, I'm in the Q video. I'm the guy with someone. So I looked at him carefully. And when he we, we saw him, he literally was the guy in the Q video from back then. I was like, oh, my God, that's you. He goes, yeah, that was really cool. Like the thing that he kind of whispered in my ear that, you know, where's your, where's your tie at? And I was like, I don't have my tie. <laughs> and I kind of felt like a dick because I was like, oh, OK, you know, what, you know, can we get so many super fans all the time, you know? Yeah, they would just you know, hey, I think Q2 is closing down. No, it's not closing down, unfortunately. You know, oh, is so and so working today? And you can't say if they're working or not just for their safety. But you know, it's having this guy whisper in my ear, you know, where's your tie? And then kind of admitting who he was. It was really, it was a really cool fun fact. That's really nice. Yeah. So it's like it really gives you that you know that atmosphere of like holy crap. Of like you're walking into Saverdyne. I mean, I could, that building, you know, over time, it, it it's seen better days. Obviously, when you came for your last visit in October of '08, um, yeah. you know, it was it was a sad moment when you finally came in. You're like, I was like, I like to hear, you know, what you're saying. Uh, it it opened your eyes. Like this is like Cyberdyne, You know, I, I'm walking in. I'm seeing the show, and it's it's Cyberdyne, You know. You're inside Cyberdyne. Yeah, I mean, like, what was it like when you finally got into pre-show and then you you saw the show finally? Amazing. Yeah. It, 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 it was really amazing to see it in real life too. To see Kimberly upstage uh, doing her part. The, I think one of the, the most impressive moments uh, the, the, from the show, when I first saw it, were uh, the T-17 robots. When they came up and started firing at the those targets, and you see the snippets uh, falling down. That was just amazing. We get so, that a lot too, because kids would kids would literally go, oh, they really do shoot, and I went, you know, they do shoot flame, yes, and the targets are actually their own kind of element. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think everybody would they would start cheering. They're like, that's the coolest thing ever. I want one. And I'm like, you don't want the price tag that comes along with it. No, but they are so impressive. They are 
so huge. They're eight feet tall. Yes. So they're towering above you and firing those big guns. And it's just awesome. You, you really get, now I'm into the Terminator show. Now I have to look out. There are Terminators around me. More like that, that's that kind of feeling. And then when, when the motorcycle comes on, on stage, it's really wow. Uh, they have a motorcycle. It's, it's, the bike it's has amazing. plenty of the yeah. Bike it has plenty of yeah. funny stories with it. I mean, when the bike finally came out and you saw Arnold, what was it like? You you were you like holy shit, or was it like nostalgia, or how did you feel? Yeah, uh, what did I feel? Yeah, I must I must say I was already spoiled by by all the those YouTube yeah. videos, so I knew what was going to happen. But it's still seeing that bike coming out the first time in real life is just wow it's a wow factor you, you see it coming up the the blanks they are firing you see them flying around it's it's, it's just wow it's, it's hard to describe yeah it's amazing it's it's kind of like then, we, we should tell people like you know the one thing that maurice you know when he came back to orlando when we were closing out because we didn't know if he was coming or not and it was a large struggle but the one thing we always get with that bike is the bike in or out. And a lot of the times the employee, you know, the security officers that we, we played, we had to always say, you know, we'd had jokes through when the bike was out because it would be out for maintenance because the bike was very hard to keep maintenance. It, it it didn't want to keep going. There was a lot of, you know, if you wait, if you weighed too much on the bike, apparently it wouldn't go out. There were sensors on the bike. You know, if they let go of the handlebars too soon, it would stop. You know, there's so many um, different things. But even Maurice, when he was here, he's like, it's a bike in or out. And I was like, it's been out for the last three days. And I was like, Thank God they got it back in. It for a closing procedure. This is a fun fact. It literally cost Universal <laughs> about I want to say seven thousand dollars to keep it in show <laughs> for the really? last month. Yeah. Just just uh, for repairs and just for repairs. Yeah, I remember like when you when I was talking with you and you were like, I, I think I'm coming. I don't know if I'm coming. Like and then we were like talking back and forth because we've a bit we've such a time difference where I am in Orlando and more from where you are. So I was getting text, you know, early morning here, which doesn't bother me at all. So I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, cool. I got a text. And you're like, I'm coming, I'm coming. Is everything in show? And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't working or that's not working. And the bike, the bike is out, but it's in. And a lot of, you know, you know, and that was the thing. When the bike finally comes out, that was a big experience for everybody. They, they, no one ever expected the live show of it. Yes, it's 3D, but when you finally see the live aspect of it, it blows your yeah. freaking mind. It's true. You can watch it so many times on YouTube, like I did. But when you see it the first time in real life, it's so different. It's so much more like you're in the show. You're you're surrounded by the Terminators. The bike is in front of you. When the, when the, the aerial hunter killers fly, there are fans uh, blowing wind uh, from uh, the ceiling. It's, it's so different that that. But added aspect of seeing it in real life and not on, on video. It, yeah, because the it thing makes is, so big difference. Yeah, exactly. And people are like, oh, I don't want to see a show, and it's like, no, no, it's more than a show. It's not just 3D, but there's real people in it. And people, to this day, they still don't. You know, we've had fans come up to us, and we had people who say they walk up, you know, during midday. It's a long, it's a long day at Universal, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they would go, hmm, oh, is, has this changed since 90s? And you're like, it has. There's, you know, there's new there's new things they've added or, you know, new projectors that they've added or something like that. Oh, I, I don't know. Is, is the bike in or the bike out? You know, this work or this doesn't work. 
And the show had it had failures times, and we've had times where the bike would stop. And this is a fun fact, Maurice, too. And the bike would just stop, and people were just sitting there, and they're like, why did the show stop? Well, do you see the bike in the middle of the stage? We need to get the bike off the stage to rerun the show. And it would be yeah. up for the rest of the day because the sensor, you know, it got stuck in the sensor, and the techs didn't want to fix it or something like that. You know, the worst thing is, it, it once happened to me uh, while I was visiting, visiting in 2014 at the bike stop. And I didn't notice it because, uh, like you mentioned, Jeremy, uh, he took me apart so I could uh, watch the T17 uh, robots from the side. So yeah. I, I was not sitting in the, on the chairs in the audience. I was standing on at the side, and I could uh, I was I was allowed to to uh, make photographs of the T17 units. And while I was only focusing on those robots. The bike stopped and I missed it. Sorry, <laughs> it's Jerry shouting. Everybody has to get out. It's nothing pretty. Yeah, it's the in the no, way. I know, this, but yeah, it's nothing I, pretty. I missed it. Yeah, I mean, I, we've got plenty of video of that. I'm pretty sure we got plenty of video of that from one of our cameras or something. But yeah, when the bike stopped and everybody just looks at you and they're like, "What?" and the lights would come up. The you know the emergency spiel would come out. You know the spiel. Hey, folks, sure. hey, come on out. We're gonna you know, we'll set you up for the next show. And the spiel yeah. was so broken, it would tell guests to immediately re-enter. And I think for years since I've worked there, we're like, no, 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 you can't, re- you know, recome in. You need to, um, you need to uh, wait a minute. You know, give us a few minutes because the bike might take, you know, it might take ten minutes, might take twenty minutes, depending yeah. on because the old system of how the bike worked, um, the techs literally had to push it up, push it up the ramp. There was a ramp that they had, you know, the line had to push it up, and they had to reset everything. And sometimes the bike wouldn't go. And I remember like when you finally came in your first time. They ended up spending, I think it was $86,000 for this, what they call a zipper, which the bike comes down, so they can actually move the bike off faster. And I was like, whoa, so the bike now can go better. I was like, I want to see it work. And they're like, no, we don't want to make it work because, it, it you know, stopping that bike it takes a lot, a lot out of the techs and a lot out of us to reset the building. But, yeah, it, it cost, just for they get that bike off the stage quickly, it cost them, 80, I think, $86,000 for this one part, oh. like this one element that they had to put in. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. But the, the 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 thing for the next audience that 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 really uh, is coming to my mind right now is when they enter the show and the bike stopped the previous show and they couldn't fix it in time, they get to see the Terminator uh, ran onto the, uh, onto the stage. <laughs> you you can hear the bike sound, but there there is no bike. No, you and the Terminator. The he's standing there. He shoots a T1000. John Connor jumps behind him because he cannot jump on the motorcycle mm-hmm. and then they run on stage again and on screen that's suddenly a motorcycle so first uh first time visitors they really have something like what the heck is going on when you finally first saw that like what was your what was your thing like you're like was that like oh my god there's an easter egg i, I didn't know about or uh i didn't see it in real life mm-hmm. uh, i i must admit i saw that one on youtube too i like i mentioned i i missed the par- part of the bike going uh having technical difficulties mm. and then we had to um, go to some other uh, attraction because they didn't know how much time it could take no, we for never the bike could, to we be up. Uh... No, and they couldn't tell if the, the, the next show was uh, even... We uh, had, yeah, we had, like I said, the, the zipper that they had to install, guys, um, it literally, that helped them get the bike off a little bit quicker because there would be times where the bike would literally go up to, it would go into stage one where he comes out of the screen and then go down and talking to a lot of the Terminators that are good friends of mine, because I've actually got the I got to ride the bike with one of the actors, and I said, they're like, hang on. And I'm like, what do you mean, hang on? Like, did the bike, you know, they were, everybody was concerned. Like, it really does go fast. 
you know, hang on. When you go down, when Terminator revs, you know, you revs the thing. Yeah. You know, it's a big rev. When it goes down, it literally picks you up off your butt. It's a big, you know, guys do it. They literally, um, I'm not going to name names, unfortunately, but that uh, they would hop off the seat, literally. They're, they're big guys. And the skinnier guys that would do, Terminator young guys would do it, dude. They would. They were literally hanging out for dear life because the bike, it was that fast. They so said, you get a very unique experience it being is able very, to, yeah, to ride a, on the motorcycle. And the problem is it would stop. There was two parts that it would stop. It would start going down the hill, and then it would stop midway before the, they call it the, the, the lean. And it would spin, and it would either stop there or it would stop at lean where you know john kind of would hop on and the yeah. bike wouldn't just go i guess because there was a sensor that always would happen it would say hey no one's on the bike or something like that it would just fall out and that part and the floor they actually had to take that out and then re-put a new system in to get it up the stage faster that sometimes would take 30 minutes to 40 minutes just for text to get on scene to take it off it was cool seeing it up close because it it's an actual bike yeah, but what I've heard, it's an actual bike, and yeah. they they, uh, they changed some parts to have it uh, ride on the, the the track. Yeah, but it's a real uh, Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson, yeah. The tire was yeah. like I went to go one day. They had it on the stage, and it was just sitting there, and I actually was like sitting on it, and um, I was feeling the tire. Cause we're all uh, we're all sitting on the stage talking, you know, we're all waiting for the neck, you know, telling telling guests we're sorry and stuff like that, and I'm spinning the front tire, and I'm going, wait a minute, I'm like that's a real tire, and they went. It's a real bike, dude. Yes, there's real, there's real air in the tire. I went, oh, I didn't know. That. You know, because I, I don't sit around the bike a lot, so I, I didn't know that for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like you mentioned uh, before, uh, of, uh, when we started this mm -hmm. uh, conversation, there are still so many little things that have or have not been discovered yet by, by people like you and me. And no. You worked her, and I'm a this super fan, and we're still discovering things uh, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. so that's it, it's really nice that kind of stuff. What was your? I mean, since you've seen the Orlando version and you've kind of had more of a better experience with it, and you were here for our last show, what was your better takeaway from the Japan version and the Hollywood version? Japan has the, the best teaming. Okay, that that's really a corporate uh, Cyberdyne uh, building. With those uh, sci-fi elements into it, uh, they have elevators uh, there that are even have uh, the Cyberdyne logo on it. Uh, real nice lighting. Uh, but the, the 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 thing, yeah, that is with the Japanese show is that it's completely Japanese. It's it's because I already uh, knew the show uh, by heart and I know knew what was going on. But I went there with my wife. She had not seen that show uh, before. Mm -hmm. She was. She didn't even know what was going on. Everything <laughs> is Japanese. Yeah. Uh, the voice, uh, all the voiceovers are, are Japanese. And yeah, that was really hard to follow for her. So, uh, and the, the thing I also disliked in the show in Japan was, uh, like the gunfire. Uh, Orlando uses uh, props. Mm -hmm. of a blanks. Sorry, but. Japan, on, it's on the soundtrack. It's just a sound that they're playing when he's firing the gun, so it, re it feels really fake. Yeah, I, we one of the actors that I'm good friends with now, he actually was over in Japan for about uh, about a year because he had to help train uh, new performers for as the Terminator. And yeah. I, I got to see video of. I found it on YouTube, and I said, "Oh my God, was that was that you?" And he said, no, "That's me." He goes, "I uh, he goes, I literally trained a few Terminators from there." 
Um, and I know one of the John Connors too, because one of my, my good friends I'll be doing a podcast with soon, he was actually a John Connor there um, for a couple of years. But yeah, he was explaining like how the gun was all rubber and there's no only sound effects. They couldn't use actual blanks. Yeah. That's, no. that's, it's, it's, it's just, it takes you out of the show, I must say. Yeah. But when you, when you see it happen, you think this is so fake. Mm. But yeah. And when comparing it uh, to Hollywood, I must admit I've never seen the show because when I visited in 2009, they just closed it for uh, Halloween preparations for some kind of a Rocky Horror Picture uh, show there. Hmm. But I've been into the venue uh, by an employee. I was led by, by an employee into the venue, and they showed me a lot of things. The things I, the, the most positive things I've heard from Hollywood is the, the sound. It has a really explosive sound compared to, uh, especially compared to Orlando. Yeah, it's, it's what we heard Very a lot, aggressive, yeah. very uh, more like explosions are way bigger, and that's what I hear about uh, Hollywood. And what I really like about the teaming of Hollywood, and Japan has it also, but uh, of course in Jap- Japanese uh, language, are the, the the posters in the queue area, whereas uh, Orlando has. Those uh, more, yeah, like I call them, those generic cyber Yeah, very much so. Yeah, they're very, they're, very they generic. Have, yeah, they have like, I think, 16 or 18 or a, a lot of Cyberline posters, but it's just a poster with a Cyberline logo. Yeah, it didn't really feel, the bottom of. yeah, it didn't feel like corporate it didn't feel like Cyberline or Terminator no, related. You, you can place it in, like into the Transformers attraction and just place some other logo on it. That's, that's, that's a good more, reference, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And Hollywood and Japan too, uh, but Hollywood has, uh, all the posters, Japan has only a few of them. They have these really uh, Terminator-themed posters. Like they have one poster for the T-17 unit, a poster for the uh, Skynet, a poster for uh, the T-1000, the Mimetic Polyalloy abilities. And there's a really a more like uh, parodies, parodies, mock-up uh, posters of Terminator uh, stuff. And these are really nice. I must compliment uh, Hollywood on that one. Yeah, I don't know why you know why I don't know why Universal Orlando didn't really go into. I think it was just like you said, it was the first they they kind of pushed around. Orlando happened first, unfortunately, and then and then Hollywood. And maybe because they like kind of like learned their lesson of like, okay, we're really gonna make it Cyberdyne related, you know, yeah, they, instead of they, like a were, blank office building kind of thing. Yeah, they were designed after uh, Orlando uh, had the show because Orlando had started the show in '96, Hollywood in '99. So there's a three-year gap in between that, and they could take the best things from Orlando and use that in Hollywood and add some uh, other things that didn't work or perhaps were boring. Uh, they could reinvent it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of sad. I mean, like, like people would walk into our and like, this, this, this is it. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. There's not much really to see. You know, the card readers kind of didn't work, and you know, I mean, the card reader. You asked me previously because some props went on sale. At Universal, and uh, we were talking on Facebook, everything, and everybody was like, "Hey, did these, did these actually work?" And I'm like, "At one time, Nick, one of them were actually plugged in, where it actually lit up, and it said, you know, swipe your ID and stuff like that, and it would go red or it would go green." Uh, and then I, I don't remember when they unplugged them, when it stopped working exactly, but one of them did work, yes. Mm-hmm. But that was like probably like, like we had the CDYN, you know, the audio, you know. But, but the queue was just set up for you know people because apparently it was super busy when they opened it. Oh yeah, they had they, Orlando has an outside uh, queue, mm. and how many times was that outside queue used 
the last years? Um, not not well, much, I think. Not much at all. I mean, the time that we would open it, and this is a fun fact because I worked there, um, it would only be during spring break and maybe for about an hour. Uh, we, would, we were able to get the queue down quite a bit because we had certain procedures of like, okay, um, Terminator would run every 30 minutes on standard. Uh, on a lazy day, it would be every 45 minutes per show. And then on a busy day, such as a peak, you know, spring break or a, a holiday, um, they would run every 20 minutes. So it's about 10 minutes each. Show, and it was like boom, 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 boom. So we would never yeah. really use it. The last, our last couple of days, I mean, before it was hard to get people into the venue uh, pr- prior to when it was closing because we were like, they thought it, people thought it was a joke. We're like, no, no, you want to go see T2 now because it's closing today. You know, people had no idea it was closing. Yeah, but I can I can tell that because was only announced one month uh, ahead yeah the it was, was closing we got told, that was only on the official site there was no big press release or something no just one small part uh, i think it was september 7th if i remember correctly yeah terminator 2 will close in one month it was October so 8th. it was so random and and you know when hollywood yeah. got their closure it was you know it was it was it was a good month good month to two months out that they knew i think it was uh, in Sept- september that they announced it, September, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, Hollywood closed in uh, December 31st. So there were some good months between it. Yeah, they had it's a like, lot. They had a long time. We didn't really know when we were closing. You only them. had, yeah, you only had a month. We only like, had a month. And I remember hearing it from the actors in that because I, I was um, sick, unfortunately. I couldn't go to work the day I had. And I got a call from a, a close friend um, during the nighttime and he said, hey, he goes, did you know about a meeting that's going on tonight? I said, no, no. Um, I said, no one's called me. I called in. I wasn't really feeling like food poisoning. And I, said, I couldn't go in. I was literally laying on the couch. And he goes, um, you might want to answer your phone. They're trying. Somebody's trying to get a hold of you. So he texted me privately. And he goes, we just had a meeting. And everybody's there. The actors are over in the theater right now. We're over in another theater talking. And um, we've just been told Terminator is is shutting down for good now previously guys i saw engineers back behind terminator taking laser measurements stuff like that and one of the kids one of the guys said to be like about 23 24 so i knew something was going on we had a lot of engineers taking notes on the building and stuff like that we know they walk in and you, you think nothing of it but i finally stopped one guy i said hey man so what's going on like are you i know we're doing something with i, I just i knew you know something was going on yeah. And putting one on one together. Yeah, I, I I knew, and I said, he said, what's going on? He goes, well, because because previous to this guy, we were supposed to be Terminator Genesis when Genesis came out, and I've got plenty to talk about that. But um, he goes, you are closing. I don't know when, but you are. So the close for us was uh, it was scary because I felt bad more for the actors and performers who are contracted, you know, because they were yeah. there for years and they were told good luck, you know, your contracts are are now null and void, you know. So a yeah, lot of actors, very hard for yeah, a lot of them were in tears because it was like their life was with that venue and um, stuff like that. But previously, um, about a few months, it was about six months prior or seven months prior. And I remember texting a friend of mine, Dakota, because I said, oh, my, you know, that I walked in one day and the audio changed. Um, they pulled a big I saw Genesis, I think, twice. I saw it with some friends. I saw it by myself and I saw it with a friend of mine, Dakota who I should have on the podcast shortly too. Um, but they started doing the Genesis update. And I was like, I, we walked in on a meeting. They had all the engineers there previously. I don't care if anybody knows because it's all Nolan Void. Um, but we walked in and all the engineers kind of looked back at us and I was cleaning the building. I had to like wipe down rails and stuff like that. 
and they go, you didn't hear a damn thing. And I went, nope, I didn't hear a thing. But what they were doing is they were planning on doing a big update for Gen Terminator Genesis. They were planning on putting in new projectors, new um, HD projectors, new seats, everything. I mean, they were, they were they were measuring robots. They were measuring. So what they were planning on doing was a big, huge update, which was quite a few, I would say, million of dollars. And I think it would probably probably would have took about three months to do the overhaul. But um, what happened was mm-hmm. they changed our pre-show. They put in new projectors and stuff like that in the pre-show, and that was previous. Um, yeah, the, the pre-show change was, uh, if I remember correctly, November 2015. Yeah. Was what we're talking about right now. Yeah, they were moving it, and then they, they finally added yeah. some Genesis clips, because I, I was loading a show, and I had to go put it, what they call a count, and when you do, the laser would erase it. Now, there were actually some... La- Everybody asked me, how do they know how many are in the building? Would, inside the door, when people would walk in, there was a laser scanner on both sides of the doors that when you walked past it, it would trip the laser and it would count, you know, a body or whatever. If you're a big person or you traveled in a wheelchair or what have you, it would count you as two people. So we'd had to make, you know, do the math element. And when you walked out, vice versa, it would count down. So we had about 699 seats. We actually had to, one day had to count all the seats. But apparently the counter was off a big time. We were getting uh, weird show counts. Ended up being full shows, and the counter get 300 people and said, "Think like, no, that's not right." So that was screwing us up. But yeah, I was sitting there um, writing on a show, and all of a sudden I heard Genesis. So I texted a friend of mine in Dakota immediately. I was like, "We just got Genesis," and he was freaking out. I mean, he ran to work the next day. He was <laughs> clocking in. He had tears coming out of his eyes. He's like, "It's true. It's happening." And unfortunately. I did see the Q video for, I want to say, about only a good day. It was not public. They literally turned it off. Um, we, yeah. were, we were Genesis for, about, I want to say, about 24 hours. And then they were like, somebody in legal did not get the right, correct paperwork or some of the producers on the movie did not like it. So they said no. So we lost all the budget for the update, the 3D towards the ending of the days it sucked because guests were complaining every day the 3d sucks the 3d sucks the 3d sucks and i knew something was up because um before you came for our closing when you finally found out um we had a lot of our engineers come in for due to 3d they were debating because we ended up getting japan film a part of japan's film and i'll go into that in a little bit um and he goes he's putting the 3d glasses on he's watching the show with the guests and he goes that's horrible. That's bad. That's this. And we're yeah. like, we're, we're, t- we're telling you it's bad. He's like, I know it's bad. He's like, the problem is we need to update the, the, the polarization. We need to get new projectors and we need to do update the film. There is no digital copy. And I go, how much is all that going to cost? He went just to update the film is like, I think he said a million by itself, just to digitally convert it and did it, you know, all that. That's a million by itself. The projectors were a bit up there. He goes for the full update about 5 million. They're not going to do it. And they came in like five times that month. And the that's when I knew the engineers were like, okay, we're not, we're not going to sink any more money into this. So what, what they had, the ending of the budget, that all went to the bike and keep the show actually functioning for the last couple days. Because that bike, we had 24-hour techs backstage working on the bike. They were literally underneath the, the tech bank fixing the bike every show. Because it was like, yeah. it was leaking, it was, the robots were leaking, they were leaking hydraulic fluid. It was insane. Do, do you, I, I don't know if you can talk about it, but do you know what they had in mind uh, for, the, for the changes no. uh, related to Genesis? Because I had no, I, I heard, mean, from what I, I saw from the Q video, I mean, the Q video was a little bit longer, but I only saw about five minutes of the Q video, and I can't really recall too much of it. 
But Genesis, no, Terminator... I think you're talking about the pre-show video. The Q video has only become that rotating Cyberdyne logo. Well, somebody went... I, when I went in, somebody went to go update it. Because, first of all, when they when we got updated, they went to, instead of the huge tube TVs, guys, they went into an LCD mode because we got sponsored by Shop Aquas um, yeah. years ago. And they started updating all the video and all the video cards inside you know, one, of our, one of our panels. Um, and then somebody went in, I guess one of our designers went in, made a new logo and really cool logo and the audio sounded like more of a an upbeat kind of like uh, a demonstration kind of sound it wasn't that you know cdyn um q audio that were you were used to it was more i actually have it on my my podcast um previously if you guys want to listen to it i almost got caught i did get caught with youtube uh, the audio software caught it and it was like, hey, copyright infringement. I'm like, no, it's not because it, it doesn't belong to anybody. They built it. Um, but from what I know, it was um, it was Genesis. I only saw about five minutes of it. I can't really recall it, but it was more of um, the logo was designed by a gentleman in Universal. And that was already previous. And then they added the Q video. So the, the logo would keep spinning, but they had yeah. to pull they had to pull the key. Um, the cube immediately because they somebody in legal said oh no we don't have the right to use that yet can't use it Genesis in pre-show all they had to do was pull out the two seconds they had they just go into the computer and go we don't need that anymore yeah they they updated the the the, the pre-show video with some new scenes uh i think the most famous one is the shaquille o'neal basketball uh video Mm. being replaced by some uh Football guy taking a penalty. Yeah, but they added they added also some special effects. And the way um, and the way that they changed the show, and that's the one thing I kind of noticed because Kimberly Kimberly started talking differently too. I saw Kimberly it. has a different role. She's now in the Cyberland Expo. Uh, yeah, and it went. It's you know I, I walked in the one day and I was walking to work. I'm like, this sound and Dakota was literally I won't say in tears. He was in tears of joy. He was really in love with it, and he was like, "This is really cool." I, you know, there's there's hope I re- for Terminator. I, I remember. I remember it. He messaged me on, uh, on Facebook. They have a new pre-show. And yeah. He, he sent me a video uh, from uh, some site. It was really nice. Yeah. And it was like it, it brought home to the, to the Terminator community that, hey, man, we're, we're going to be here for a little bit longer because we heard every day that, hey, you know, it's Terminator's last day. It's Terminator's last day. It's on last leg. But, yeah, but that rumor has been going on for several years. Yeah. And, and no one to work out front because when we close the doors, you know, for the last show, people would try to sneak in, you know, and they're like, so, uh, you know, and they, I think it was, I called them rumor starters, people that are annual pass holders with Universal. They would just want to start a rumor just to start a rumor. So, hey, you know, I heard, um, heard Terminator's closing down. And you're like, um, no, I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, I don't know who oh. you, ta- I don't know who you talk to, but they're like, no, no, I talked to so-and-so and in creative. And I'm like, no, that, that person doesn't exist. So you knew. I, yeah. I have heard stories that, uh, the movies, especially, uh, Terminator Genesis prolonged T2 3D's life at uh, Orlando. It I did, heard yeah, things oh, they, wa- they wanted to close it many times before, and every time a movie came out, it, it prolonged its, its uh, the, life. The Chronicles, uh, too. The Chronicles. I mean, we were all, we were all kind of big fans of the Chronicles, and, and uh, I mean, I, I was, I knew after season two, it was like, it was going down the box with just known for that. So I was like, oh, man. But I know when Salvation came out, Salvation like extended our life too a little bit. People were like, "Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool," you know. But Genesis was like, "Oh, this is gonna be cool," you know. And it was it was really cool because they updated the they updated. Well, I, I loved it. when I walked into the theater and I finally heard the new audio. It sounded so much better. But um, the humming sound in the the, the queue area. Yeah, and yeah. 
the queue area sounded okay to me. It sounded more of a, a business, uh, an expo kind of, you know, you're about to walk into something you've never seen before or something like that. Uh, yeah. Because, like I said, our, our queue was very bland. And that's why I asked you about the, you know, what venue worked best for you. And you said, you know, Japan was really good and Hollywood is very good with their, their posters. And we just, I don't know why they, they kind of slumped with that, you know? Um, I have no idea either, but I can imagine because of the pressure they had to get the attraction finished in time, and with with even the the, the things like it was first uh, to be uh, an attraction in Hollywood, and then they switched it to Orlando. Uh, I, I think they really had some some pressure. I've heard stories from uh, Gary Goddard that uh, the Universal executives. Uh, they were really thinking this is going to be failure. T2 will not uh, be a good attraction. They even uh, were thinking of canceling it. They even had to come up with other um, designs. I know one of the alternatives was uh, to create a roller coaster because they were still not convinced about this. Uh, oh, yeah, this a, a live stunt show, yeah. Because Universal live was, at the time was only, yeah. I think they were only doing Waterworld and they were, and, I think this was the second one. Uh, uh, and they were really concerned about the 3D uh, screens because they have three very large uh, 3D screens, and they those were very expensive. I, I when you yeah, finally saw the show, um, they actually ended up using secondhand screens. They weren't actual the real screens. They were knockoffs. Yeah, keep in mind that when they designed it, they even had doubts if the 3D would work from all angles. So oh. I, I I've heard stories. Um, that uh, they would create, uh, they would take those uh, higher ups, they would put them in uh, something like a car or something they could move around, they put on the 3D glasses, and while they were watching the show, the, the people who were creating it were pu- uh, pushing the car so they could see it from all angles uh, on the screen. And then they were convinced, like, this is actually going to work. Yeah. Oh, it's a, pro- it's a prototype, and that's what I, you know, that's what I kind of heard too, that they were really taking something out of the playbook that they didn't even know what the heck they were doing yeah if you watch the, the, the documentary that's on the uh, Terminator 3 Ultimate Edition DVD about the show you can see even life elements that are not in the actual show no there's a there's a real dirt bike uh, yeah jumping 125 that they ended up using for mock-up yeah and there's a T-1000 when, when he's shot from uh, cable really uh, pulls him away out of the, the from the stage. There are people falling on uh, crash pads from certain heights. There are, there are really some alternative ideas uh, that you can see in the, the documentary. Yeah, it was it was hard when you see in the show because it's like, and I was talking to the actors when they had the train and stuff like that. A lot of them were a little bit too fast and a little bit too slow for the show. Uh, some of the young guys, I remember one guy ended up hurting himself because he's the pants. Um, they only get, I think, one pair of pants per week, so they have to break them in. And if you're a cast A Terminator, you get two pairs of pants or three pairs of pants per week, so your pants are kind of broken in. I didn't realize that the pants actually were a hindrance to their, their legs because it's hard to run in them because I was talking to one of our cast A actors, and I said, how many pair of pants do you have? And he said, I have, I have three pairs of pants because I'm full, I'm full time. Uh, he goes, one of the guys ended up banging his knee against the stage because there's certain steps that they had to hit. And for years and years, I mean, they have to climb up a stage and they have only have like about an inch to put their foot on and then hop up on the stage with a laser gun. And you're like, 
one day I tried doing it. I was like, and I'm disabled. So I'm like, let me see if I can kind of, you know, and the actors are watching me and are telling me where to grab, you know, grab onto the thing where they, where they do it. That's no feat to do that. <laughs> there were guys that did that for, you know, 20 plus years, you know, and I was yeah. pretty shocked that they had to get the timing and elements down just right. Yeah, but it's a lot of timing. Not only the the, the movement and the jumping and the running around, but also uh, the the movement of the mouth to get it in sync with the, the dialogue. That, yeah, uh, a lot of fun things. A fun fact: one of the guys never never said, "Come with me if you want to live." He would say, "Cacao, cacao," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so it was stuff you heard back then. He's like, "He's because one of the John Connors hopped off the bike." He goes, "Did you say cacao?" He goes, "Yeah, I said cacao." <laughs> So, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so, you know, that's a crazy thing that they would do. So they would get the lip syncing just right, but sometimes yeah. they had enough room where they could have play around on a bike and they would just do certain things. You're like, what did you say? Well, because well yeah, you have to make your own work really enjoyable. You do, so. because the, some of the Sarah Connors were super cool. They would run, they would run past you. And um, I had a fun story. Uh, I won't name the actress, unfortunately, because I want to make sure we protect but she would literally run up to us and point like finger point at us. She'd like we'd be like she'd be like come a little closer so we can act like we're working together. So we would kind of like you'd see her like security stop her and she'd be like looking at it. She's like I'm watching you. I'm watching you. I'm always watching you. Because <laughs> John Connor would repel right where we were usually standing and we'd have to protect yeah. them from where a guest would run out because guests would get up consistently. Uh, and the only part that they would do that would be when the, the the guns would go off, you know, the, the blanks. But it was so loud for some kids or, the, you know, a little bit too loud for others. So they'd have to get up immediately. But you had to, you okay. know, hold the guests for a minute so the actors could clear. A lot of the time I would have to run down and stop guests to walking out of the row because John Connor was trying to repel down. And I remember one of the times I looked up because I knew who the actor was and I had to stop the lady. And he literally, I said, I looked up at him. I said, just come down. Just come, you know, I'll, I'll stop her. Just come down. He ends up like landing on my shoulders on purpose. <laughs> he just, I'm like, do you mind getting off Patrick? And he was just like, hi, Ollie. You know, some days if it was your birthday or whatever, the actors knew you, they would run up to you and high five you or, you know, just some weird stuff. Cause I remember one of our actors would come up and he would actually shake our shoulders. He'd grab us and he'd shake them because he was like, he's like, John, don't let him see you. And John would come up and he would, he would tell you like, tell us to stop, you know, he would, he would really get into the character. It was really fun to play with the actors that way, but getting their timing down was in, in, impeccable for them. A lot of the young guys would do it. And the older veterans, you could tell that they were having, just having a, a blast doing it. Yeah. But uh, I have all the respect for, for the actors. If you, if you, uh, if you've seen the show, you know, it's very dark. Yes. And most of the actors wear glasses. There is Sarah, the T-1000, that's the Terminator. I think only John is not... John's the only that. one, and the, what, I've but, heard, what I've heard from that, um, the T-1000 doesn't really see anything, because I've actually worn the helmet and the glasses. He depends a lot on the sound audio. Because one day the sound was incorrect. I guess we, we installed new speakers for the our new uh, Genesis show, and apparently when they uploaded the new audio clips to the, the, the SD card... Uh, the, the speakers couldn't handle it, and I guess a couple of them blew, so the, the cones and the speakers weren't sound. It sounded really muffled. If you were there, you would have been like, ugh, that's gross. You know, it really sounded bad. We couldn't really do the show. And the T-1000 said, I, I can't hear. I don't know where I need to be. I know where I need to be on stage, but I can't tell where I'm at because I can't really see anything, you know? His his depth perception is so bad because of all the darkness and the lights. The lights, if they were in a bad, you know, if they weren't programmed correctly, which sometimes they weren't because they were putting new lights in every night. Um, 
he's more dependent on cue audio and then lighting is what he can only see. So he would yeah. know that would be where he would be. And the same would go for like I asked one of the Terminators, I asked to wear his glasses too. I said, how do you like, how do you know where to go? And he's like, well, I kind of look, I push my glasses down just a little bit and I can kind of see, you know, but they, yeah. I didn't know the show was more dependent on light and audio. When I talked to a lot of the actors, I said, how do you know kind of where you're at? And they said, well, with the, light, the lights help the light. I can see with the light, but the audio helps a lot, you know? So they were really dependent on us. If somebody got in the way, but John, when Sarah and John would come off stage, John was the blocker. He was the person that would, um, he would kick people's feet out of the way. And there were a lot of times he would throw bags at people's laps because the people would stick their, their bags out in the, in the aisle that he had to run through. And I remember one day I felt so bad. Like he, the guy literally, I told the gentleman, I said, I need you to put your feet in. I need you to put your feet in. The guy was like, what are you trying to say, kid? I was like, there's an actor coming your way. <laughs> and John had to literally jump over the guy's feet. And I had to stop Sarah, unfortunately, to protect her. Cause I don't want her falling over. She's carrying a live, you know, a live, yeah. you know, prop, you know? So she was dependent on us to make sure she was okay. But there was a lot of that. People, they, don't, they didn't understand that live element of it. You tell them, like, hey, you're, you're welcome to sit here. Please keep your feet in because, you know, why? Well, there's actual real people in the show. There's real people. Why? Why are there real people? It, it's just but, weird things we would hear. Most people don't realize the, the actors can't see anything and are so depending on, like you mentioned, audio, the lights. It's... It, it, when you've seen the show uh, uh, more often, then you perhaps start realizing. And Japan managed to uh, managed to uh, fix the issue you mentioned with when John and Sarah and later uh, John and the Terminator have to run through the audience from one side to another. It's all open. Uh, people can uh, rest their feet uh, in front of them, and then the actors can uh, they can fall because of that. Japan managed to. Uh, make a, a, a small wall uh, from one side to another between the audience so the the actors they were not hindered uh, by by the guests oh wow they had some protection japan is the only one to have, to have a small wall uh, dividing um, more like the front audience and the audience in the back that's amazing i would have never known that. that's pretty neat also japan has the original uh, layout they had in mind when you entered the main show. Uh, in Hollywood, you enter the, the, the main show uh, from the back. It's in, in Orlando, it's in the back. It's from the, the it's right side. It's going to be the uh, back. Side. Yeah, you're going to the back no. left. You go, you go. Yeah, so you're you're going to go in, and then you'll have, uh, if I was explaining to Maurice, if when you walk into the Otawarpuri show, you would technically be on our, what we would call theater right. And then if you went, when you guys take a left, it's what they call theater left. But if you looked at it from the stage, it would be stage left and stage right. Yeah, you're talking from, uh, from the view of the stage. If you're watching from the stage to the audience, the, the, the entrance in Orlando is on the left mm -hmm. at the end, and you uh, exit on the right. Oh. Hollywood has it mirrored. You enter on the right in the back, and you enter to the left. Japan, however, you enter between the T-17 robots, those boxes. You walk uh, between them. You go sit, and then yeah, they come out, and when the show is over, you, the robots are down again. You walk between those boxes to the exit. If you you look from the stage in Japan, you you enter on the right uh, between the seventeen uh, boxes, and you exit on the left. That's intriguing. That would be like, really, that would been, like a really cool kind of thing that they learned, or like we can make it kind of neater than that. Now you also went to the one in uh, Italy, yes. 
Oh yes, yes. The Movieland Studios. Yeah, the the, the theme park has changed some names uh, during the years, uh, and also the attraction. It was at first it was to Terminator 2 Life, and then they changed to Terminator uh, 5D, which uh, got uh, <clears throat> they got a 3D uh, movie that is really similar to the one in uh, Universal Studios, only much more uh, cheaper. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, changed it to Terminator 5D game, and that's more like a, a shooting game. Every every guest gets a, a gun, a laser gun, and he can shoot a target. And each guest has a counter of their score. And the higher the group gets, the, the far, further you get into the, the, the story of the game until it's over. We even had some competition over there, I remember. But I've not. I've only experienced the Terminator 5D. Uh, show for the, the middle one with the 3d uh, movie that's what i remember because jeremy i think somebody pulled up a video of you and i i really didn't know of you until then and um i saw that one and we were talking about jeremy i think jeremy ended up pulling up the the video because we started talking about like what the differences were for the audio and like you said for us another easter egg because um, you said J- japan learned from our mistake of putting a wall in between where the guests walk and the actors run um you know, we our audio was kind of horrible. Where um, for when there was no bike, you, you're right. The actors would come out through a special do- the Terminator would come out through a door on the side uh, from uh, stage right. Or you know, for us, if we were standing looking at the robot, it would be stage left. Yeah. For them, it would be stage right. They would come out, and you'd hear the broom broom. Hey, look, it's him, and you'd and he would he would just kind of slide in. And I always made fun of the actors. I'm like, that's that's gotta suck. I told one yeah. of our taller actors, I'm like, you need to borrow your daughter's bike and just come down the ramp. <laughs> and he was like, I was debating on that one day, you know, because even with that, you know, the actors would kind of be like, eh, you and know, some nice pink, some nice pink bike. Yeah, nice pink bike, a little, little horn, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go with them. I always thought they should run like run through the screen, but when I was looking at it and how it couldn't happen, they're like, no, nah, because there's like a rail system back there and they can't run up it, you know. Yeah. And then we started discussing, you know, about the script with Sarah dying, you know, no, no, Sarah, she dies, you know, she runs out of ammo because that's what James Cameron said. Yeah, she dies, you know, I I looked at Sarah Connor one day, I'm like, oh, you're alive. And she goes, what? I said, oh, you're you're new. Okay, well, I told her the thing and she goes, oh, Sarah dies. Everybody goes, yeah, Sarah dies. Sarah runs out of ammo and she dies. Yeah. Sarah would do everything to protect her son. Yeah, 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 imagine she would would even put herself in front of the T-1000 just just to try to stop him to go through that time portal. Time portal, yeah. And that was kind of one uh, thing how, I was how, like, how, how, how she managed to get back alive in the, the end is still a question. That's but. one thing I, I could never understand in watching the show. And, and then somebody also, you know, we'd get a lot of loopholes. You know, people would sit there and go, well, you know, and we'd have we'd had NASA engineers, people who are huge Terminator fans such as yourself, walk out. We were, you know, taking the glass glasses back. It was good, but I don't understand this part of it. And I'm like, well, it's a show. I was like, we're all Terminator yeah. fans too, but you kind of have to let it go. They have to take some liberties with it too. You have to bike on stage, and that like, like, like you mentioned, if you if you follow the Terminator time travel rules, no one can get back through time uh, with clothes, yeah, exactly. even with a motorcycle, like that stuff. That would but never, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it's like... a family, it's a family show, so they wouldn't uh, want a naked uh, Arnold impersonator to arrive on stage. I mean, I don't like know. That. Some of the guys that we had were pretty <laughs> awesome looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the ladies would the ladies would like that. Yeah, it, 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 would, it would have attracted some more female uh, yes, audiences. Yeah. 
But yeah, like, yeah. We, we get a lot of loopholes of the show, and, you know, there's a lot of things, I, you know, you know, the robots would get what, stuck. What, or... I do, what, what I do wonder, if they would put out that version, and people put on the 3D glasses, would, come, uh, would everything come at them directly then? When you have this naked uh, Terminator impersonator? That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I would... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that will be another subject for another time. Oh my lord! <laughs> oh my lord! I love it though. So I'm gonna get yeah. into the, to our closing. When you found, when I finally told you, or I, I forgot that if I told you that we we're closing down finally, or you found out before I did. I think I told you first, and then you really you freaked out uh, for a good I, week, I, couple days. I remember the day it was. It was one of the last days of my holiday. And I, I, I got a message from, I don't know if it was you, to be honest, or some of our big fan from uh, uh, Los Angeles. But I, I think it was the big fan from Los Angeles who mentioned it first to me that indeed the show was closing. And I was, it was on my last days of my uh, my holiday. So I was, I was already bummed on, like, damn. I have already almost spent almost every uh, holiday uh, day, hours, I... To get on yeah, my work accumulated, on yeah. that on that uh, holiday. Also, the, the time frame it would close within one month, and yeah, I live in the Netherlands, Europe, so it, it, it already takes some time to arrange trips, uh, hotels, and that kind of stuff, the flight uh, to arrange it all. So yeah. it was a really uh, short time window, and I was not sure if I could uh, make it. I was I re- really glad that my sister. Uh, would join me on this uh, little adventure. Yeah, because it was uh, it was a couple of days. You were like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Can you get some cameras ready? I said, I already had the GoPros ready. I was already trying to yeah. set up uh, alternate I, blocking I, and stuff like I that. Think, I think two weeks before the, before the final day, we, I finally got the confirmation I could go. Because yeah. I, had, I had to ask uh, work if it was still as possible because I had already taken three weeks of uh, leave. Then I, I got back. I had to work two uh, two weeks and then I had to go for another week on holiday. So they already missed me for three weeks and there were some projects that needed my attention. But fortunately, my boss uh, was really nice. He uh, gave me I the think, go. I think you know it's like when everybody finally meets you and they're like, "Oh my god!" Like, because I had friends who Maurice got to meet some friends of ours that are in now creative and stuff like that. Were one of our techs that were amazing and they, everybody was like, "Hey, I'm getting." messages from this guy Maurice I don't know who he is and you know, I saw that he was friends with you and I'm like no no he's fine Dakota you know I found you Dakota found you yeah. and and I guess you and Dakota started talking and then when I saw you know because you were you were saying previously like hey I, I sent an invite to you to be a friend on Facebook so I could talk with you but I don't know you know I don't want to be rude I don't want to be and I was I think it was like how we met was through who was Kimberly Duncan, if I knew anything. And I was kind of like, yeah. all right, well, I'll answer a question, you know. Maybe I saw that you were friends with Dakota, and Dakota's, I asked Dakota, and Dakota's like, no, he's a really nice guy. And I, I said, wait a minute, that's the guy that did Terminator 5D, and that's the guy that's done all the videos. So I, yes. I, felt, I felt comfortable. And, uh, yeah, it, I can imagine how weird it must be for people to get Facebook uh, friend requests from some unknown guy from the Netherlands. Well, I kind of had to look. I, I kind of had to look it up, and then I kind of I got a message from you. I think it was my birthday or something like that. And you, you wrote "Happy Birthday" and "Good Luck." And uh, by the way, if you don't mind, if you don't mind asking me a question, uh, please please do if you don't want to do it. And I said, you know what? I said I'm a, I'm a nice guy. Let me. What question does he have? I, I think it was about alternate blocking or the, something with the bike. Yep. And I was like, so I kind of chimed in, and then Dakota chimed in. And he was like, we had a a good hour chat about this subject, and I'm like. 
So I was like, I really didn't know who you were. I was like, well, here's the, here's the alternate blocking that we know about, but it's, it's nothing, you know, we were, and Dakota and me kind of got flustered because we're like, we're trying to explain to you, like the alternate blocking with Kimberly was so random. We explained it the best we could, you know, or like Dakota's yeah. like, I don't know how to get best to him. I'm like, can, can you? I'm like, no, I don't really, Kimberly walking off. It just, it just happens. <laughs> Yeah, but because it's so rare, and I had, imagine I'm, I'm I'm a big fan, and I had never heard of that mm. before until Dakota uh, mentioned it, mm. and then I was I need to know more. Why does it happen? Uh, how does it happen? And all that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like when you find these kind of Easter eggs. You know, there's a couple that I still want to mention in the podcast about the when you finally came over and you said, "Hey, I'm finally coming. My sister's coming." And I said, "Okay," because you guys were really you were anal. Like, I want to get tickets now. Should I buy tickets? I'm like, "Do not buy tickets. I'll be there with you the day you come." And we yeah. finally got to meet up in person. And I was uh, previous. I was doing keychains because I was talking to somebody from all the way from Germany to do keychains for a project uh, for one of our. Uh, uh, Kimberly, she had a project she wanted to do for the closing crew because it was supposed to be a little uh, gift for them for um, for something. And then she texted me back and she was like, I think these are going to be a good buy gift. So if you could, you know, help me out. It's like, yeah, sure. And when I ended up doing uh, a pro- the project for her and I, I was working on that and, you know. I, I, I think I know the project. It was to uh, three uh, Kimberly figures. Yeah, 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 that was a project. I, I know. I, it was I a really – I made one and I posted it on my Facebook site and then she yeah, contacted she really, me. Yeah, Kimberly tried, no she tried getting yeah. a hold of you and she's like, I yeah. already asked Maurice and he, he's doing all the best he can, but it's super expensive on his end and would it be easier right. for you to do it? And I was like, it probably would. Yeah, you get the shipping from the distance, from the Netherlands. To the yeah, and that was the problem. I mean, she yeah. she really tried working about up, but getting stuff from overseas to here is just, just it's ridiculously priced. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Yeah, because uh, um, uh, the States have the, the best merchandise. Every Terminator 2 3D item I have bought online, is, yeah, it comes from the, the United States. Yeah, unfortunately. Because there's the show. So, some little items from Japan, most of it is. There's a few in Japan that I saw, but there's nothing that you you were able to give me, and I will not get rid of it either. But he's like, where'd you get that? I'm like, that was given to a friend. I will not get rid of it. It was given to me for the last days of Terminator because I was able to help him out and get him to take photos. And luckily, when you were with me, everybody was like, oh, who's he? Because Maurice was there with us on our closing day, and all the actors were literally their families, their friends. It was family and friends only. They weren't allowing meet and greets. We were told no meet and greets. But the minute everybody yeah. realized who he was, I literally had to make some calls and some friends. I was like, listen, this is who he is. And luckily, a few of the guys knew who he was. Once they, once they looked at me, they're like, oh, Ali's here. Okay, we trust him. He's been here long enough. So he, Reese was able to get a lot of photos and stuff that he would never be able to, you yeah, know. Yeah, um- I'm really grateful for that, also to the, the, the other cast and crew members. Yeah, a lot of them, once they realized who you are, one of the T-1000s that he, he met personally, the T-1000 actually sat down in the chair and kind of relaxed, and they started talking and yeah, talking about the bomb. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know you want that the the, um, the bomb, but unfortunately, we have no idea where the hell that went. Uh, it's it's some, some, some items where remain and know where they were yeah the mia we're still waiting on the one sign uh that i do have a photo of and it's the miles bennett dyson memorial auditorium and i think maurice mentioned that the other day and we yeah. went to the prop shop in orlando here and we still can't find it so we're not sure if they I, took I, it off I, the I wall i don't think it will be for sale i think no has it. no unfortunately no it's, it's one of the more uh known props of the show everybody has to get past that time to get into the show yeah 
And that's kind of a weird fact of the show, you know, um, when Maurice finally came, we were discussing to him about the, the film. I said, hey, watch the film carefully in the middle here. It's going to jump. And he goes, what was that? And he was kind of sitting in the back row. We're talking about it. And he goes, what was that from? I said, well, that's actually part of Japan's film. He goes, wait, what? And I go, no, a real story, because Terminator, towards the end of its its linear, um, it had a fire. The film caught on fire. We still used uh, film. And one of the actors um, is an Australian guy. And I was coming into work one day, and he he ends up stopping me. He puts, you know, they put their props away from the, from the first act. And he comes and pulls his glasses up, and he goes, Ole, Ole, come here, come here. So I come running back, and he said, what's up? And he goes, he goes, did you hear what happened this morning? I said, no, I didn't. I didn't hear what happened. And everybody goes, yeah, we were down for six hours. I went, what happened? He goes, well, the film caught on fire. I, what? He goes, and his accent is pretty strong. It's Australian. So he's, he's a really sweet. He's the sweetest guy ever. And he goes, have you ever seen Gremlins? I said, yeah, I've seen Gremlins. He goes, well, think of the movie, think of the movie scene. I went, oh, he goes, well, do you remember when it kind of catches on fire in the middle? And it goes, whoosh. Said, That's pretty much what happened. I went, oh. So they had to evacuate the theater. They had to go up on floor, the floor, third floor, and there was uh, smoke and fire and a little bit of damage to one of the projectors. But they were able to um, use some of the Japan film that they had to cut and put it in. So the show, towards the end of it, was all half of it was Japan's. And, yeah, and we already discussed it when I visited. But, yeah. but I still find it weird that Universal doesn't have any backups. Of, of the we movie. did, but a lot of the backups uh, over time they were degrading. Um, were degrading. I guess the one canister uh, that they had, they went to go pull it out, and it was so degraded, it was just not. It was um, even when they tried focusing the lens and then tried doing the polarization. Yeah, one of our AV techs I was talking to, he goes, "It's just so badly degraded." I guess they used all the canisters they got from um, California. But the problem with film, it does degrade over time, and it's been rewound and rewound and rewound. It just it just kills the is film. Is there no maintenance on it, like a regular check to see the? the they do. I mean, there's film. um there 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 were a lot of prints, and I know there was one print that they they literally threw in the trash. I was literally backstage one day, and I was like, "What's in this?" And I was like, "They just threw the film out because it was so badly degraded." And I guess film only lasts so long, and up there it gets so hot and humid. People were always wondering why T2 was always so cold, and I go, "It's because of the projectors." <laughs> that they have to use because we're doing shows every every 30 minutes and then it became every you know every 20 minutes for busy days and then every 45 for non-busy days which was only i think about six or eight shows a day so it gave the, the projectors more time to cool off and stuff like that but the upstairs third level um where the the actors had to go to um to go up on the catwalks uh it was always cold but up there it was always kind of hot because the heat rises obviously but a lot of the film would just degrade unfortunately um, and I know we went through a lot of film. We went through a lot more of the the uh, center projector than we did the uh, left and right side because it was being used, utilized more. Um, mm-hmm. So they were like, hey, you know, we you know either. I think that we they said that one. I think one year alone because the film was so degraded, we went through like two cans of film in one summer because it was just so hot and degraded. And like I said, it was so hard because towards the end of our run, I mean. Um, they were telling us like we're not gonna update, we're not gonna update the 3D. And when he when he said the full bill was gonna be five million dollars to upgrade, you know, just the film alone into digital and then redo the projectors and all that, that's not cheap. No. And then when the CEO came up and or the COO came in because he was, our CEO COO was really he's a really big fan of the show and he there was a lot of times when the robots weren't working, you know, we we I told Maurice uh, one of the robots we named the robot Squeaky. And it was Robot 6, we called him Squeaky. All, when the sound was off, you could hear all the hydraulic squeaking and 
you're just rattling. You're just like, oh, they're squeaky. <laughs> so when you would have to call to the tech booth and say, hey, robot six or robot one's not going down or it's not locked in position, don't drop it. You know, um, they would, the techs would know which one we were talking about. But there were so many times like the robot arms would get stuck. The head would look like there was one time they were working on it in the head. They didn't set the head properly. So it looked it looked like it was looking weird. It was like cross-eyed, like the, the head was like all kilter so bad because the tech didn't put it on properly. You're like, and one day the, the robot arm was like just shaking. Like it was like waving to the crowd and it, it was just bobbing up and down. You're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I mean, you we could just him, tell that the show, the show was dying. It, and somebody, you know, a lot of times when the guests yeah. walk out and they go, but, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go, go out. You can, you can, you, you could already uh, see the show was dying. It was more the 3d. I mean, people were really, Every show we were we were we were given a checklist by the end of the day. Um, it got into the d- double digits to the quadruple digits of people just complaining about the 3D, uh, making them sick. Not like you know, it was the 3D glasses that we were using too. They were um, they were out of date and they were we had a couple of bad batches that we paid for from another company. And I had even a NASA engineer come up to me and the guy goes to me he goes I'm from he goes he goes uh. I work for NASA here in Kennedy, Kennedy Space Center, yeah. and he goes, I, I do, I do 3D. He goes, you, you got to tell them the 3D, the 3D is bad right now. He's like, that's. I'm like, where were you sitting? We were told to ask them, um, where were you sitting? You know, uh, what part of this yeah. film did you see it? And a lot of them would tell us where they were. We'd mark down on a piece of paper and we told, you know, our boss, and our boss would go, okay, cool. And I go, what is that for? And he goes. To see if it's feasible to keep it running or not, you know, what we need to we need to fix. And and when it when it, when they finally said it was going to be about five million dollars to close to five million dollars to you know upgrade everything all to 3D, because there is no digital print, so they'd have to take the whole entire film and make it digital, and that costs yeah. money and time. Um, they were like, no, we're not going to even bother, you know. Yeah, and still it feels weird because they really updated the pre-show with new scenes, new yeah, special like, effects, and then. The main show is it's just it's old. It's yeah, old. I mean, what, like I said, we were planning on doing the Genesis thing, and then when they yeah. got caught, with, they got caught with their pants down, you know, not getting stuff signed by Illegal or the production company mm-hmm. that made Genesis. Um, it was a big no because we had all that budget went down the drain, you know. Yeah, due to due to licensing problems. I yeah. That's do, you, do, you, do you know what the, the story uh, would have been with Genesis? I've heard the rumors that they would uh, film a new main movie with. They would have done em- a, Emilia uh, Clarke they, and. I think they were planning on doing a new main movie because the engineer and I walked in on a meeting about, uh, and it was early morning. I think it was about maybe eight in the morning. I walked into the theater, lights were all on. So you could see the theater clear as day. All the actors were on the stage. A lot of the actors were in a wardrobe and a lot of the technicians were, you know, all the technicians were checking out some of the piping and a lot of the LN2 effects and stuff like that and testing out the sprinklers and stuff like that. Yeah. The water effects, uh, they all were talking about, hey, that this stays here, creative, everybody from creative was there taking measurements of the projectors. Um, they said there was going to be there was going to be a whole new overhaul and the overhaul would take about three months. So they were planning on updating the robots. They were planning on updating, definitely updating the movie, the projectors. Um, the one thing that they could do, speaker system, but the audio was the first thing that they were doing. Just the subtlety they were adding, you know, audio, which was in the queue, obviously, and then in the uh, pre-show and then the main show, because the audio completely changed when you came here, you know. But they yeah. cut out, like I said, they cut out the queue. I only saw the Q video and I only saw about five minutes of it. And then it was really neat how what they were doing because it was like an expo. Welcome to this, you know, welcome to the Cyberdyne Expo or Genesis, da, 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 da. And then blah. And then they, they pulled it immediately. 
you know. So I I, know. I'm guessing they were planning on doing like the they were still going to be you know the Terminator obviously the bike you know obviously the bike stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know about the main show if they were going to change it. I heard they were going to do some updates to it, but I I didn't hear much more than that. I don't want to make assumptions. No, no, but I can imagine because uh, Linda Hamilton played Sarah Connor in the first two movies and the T2 3D attraction, mm-hmm. and now Emily Clark has played uh, Sarah Connor in the Jensen movie that they had to change at least Linda Hamilton mm-hmm. uh, into Amelia Clark, and the same goes for uh, Edward Furlong's uh, John Connor. Yeah, and Ed Furlong, I kind of wish he kind of you know cleaned himself up a little bit, but it was kind of hard to you know everybody was saying you know they they'd look at him into the work print and they go. Man, he really he really went downhill. You hear a lot of guests come through with the VIP tours, and they go, "Man, he really went downhill." You'd hear that a lot, you know. But you yeah. really had a lot of. I mean, it was like that's the, I think I was telling you on Facebook, we were kind of, you know, guests would really complain to us. They would be like, "How long's the show? Twenty five minutes." Oh, man, I don't, I don't want to wait twenty five minutes for this crap, you know. And it's like, another guest would turn up and like, "No, no, the show's really good." You know, if the bike's in or that, so you'd, you'd have your regulars, and then you'd have people who had never seen it before, or you know. It's cool seeing people sure. from the, uh, the UK and other countries who've never seen it for the first time. When things work, when things didn't work, I kind of felt bad, you know. Yeah, you want the, you want their first impression to be good. Well, at yeah. least the bike. I don't care about the you know the series seventies not working properly because that was just when they stopped sparking. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it wasn't really a big deal. The targets, you know, sometimes the targets weren't working properly. That was fine. But seeing the bike come out and seeing just the awe, you know. Yes. And when, because the the fun part was seeing them jump when the when the shotgun goes off, you know, they're like, Poof, they're like whoa, whoa, they weren't expecting yeah. the realism of the the blanks, you know, and people went, they'd walk out saying, oh, I, I don't know if I want to go see it at Greeter, and then walking out at the end of it and going, that was good. Is there any more like this? And you're like, unfortunately, this is the only one besides Shrek, <laughs> you know. It's, yeah, but I I think. Um... Terminator 2 has is, is 3D is more has more than or to offer than Shrek mm. because you have live actors in front of it. Yeah, it's it's more like a, a 4D show. I must almost say. Yes, it is. Yeah, you have that extra dimension, that extra element of people uh, running, and interacting uh, from the screen and interacting with the screen. Yeah, and you have you do have and there was movement. There was about a one inch drop in the seats. There was one stationary section for those who were pregnant or just yeah. who can do backdrops. Um, and it was a slight element, you know, and, and people were like, oh, the, the chair, watching them seeing the chair drop when they do the explosion. I think the thing that I kind of hated, you know, it's the LN, you could tell the effects were kind of dying now because the LN2, if it wasn't hot enough, it wouldn't blow as enough, you know, enough steam at the guests or something like that. So there were things that I was just like, oh, okay, cool. You know, even I, towards the end of it, I was kind of like, I was kind of so, I was kind of so bland with it, you know, but I still, yeah, loved, but- I still loved being there, but it was like, it was time for me to go too. I was like, ah. I mean, I, like you, like you said, you don't, like you, you don't love it. I'm like, no, I, I, I had great times there, you know. But towards the end of it, I got tired of hearing the complaints and the guests, you know, the 3D is not working, and then this isn't working, and then talk telling, yeah. telling your boss like, hey, this isn't working, and they just didn't care, you know. It kind of sucked, but. But nobody uh, cares. At least that's how it felt to me. I, I visited in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I visited first in 2008, and then when you got into the like the, the the cyber image store after the show with it's completely filled with Terminator merchandise. Yeah. And when when I visited in 2014, there was only a small corner of Terminator merchandise. You could already tell 
it's it's slowly dying. Yeah, well, you could see the- you could you could see the the robots that the like a lot of pistons were uh, gone, a lot of uh, parts were missing. Oh yeah, uh, and even well, the, 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 there's a, there's a radio studio uh, in the opposite uh, of the, the the Terminator 2 uh, 3D attraction that was themed as a Terminator 2 radio studio, and it, it closed. Uh, Oh, no, it didn't close it. It changed to a mini studio in 2014. All those little things were already uh, forecasting the show's doom, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of that. It was kind of like people really didn't understand what Terminator was. I mean, when you're walking through the venue consistently like I was, you knew, what is Terminator? And the parents would have to discuss with the family, you know, what it was. And he's a robot coming back from time to save this kid. It was the human resistance. And, and you sit there and, and one guy goes, you must like working there. I said, I do. But consistently, we, we, every day you would hear, hey, hey, what? I'll be back. And so I would just say, and so will I, the next day and the next day after that. But I don't know if you're going to be here. Yeah. You know, it's, and it, it kind of got, it got, it got dull, but it, it was like, it I said, got, got repetitive. It got repetitive, but it, for, for you seeing it as like a, a huge fan and then knowing what I saw, like we had two fires there. Um, and Maurice was like, what's the craziest thing to happen? I'm like, the fire. What fire? So the fire that we had, because Maurice kind of asked anybody, because the first fire I missed, I was told by a T-1000 after walking into work one day, and he goes, you didn't hear what happened last night? I said, no, what happened? And he goes, the stage caught on fire. I went, how? So apparently the bike came out, and apparently there was enough oil or, or hydraulic fluid or whatever it was. It went down the zipper, <laughs> went down the zipper like Back to the Future, and then went up into the screen. It looked like Back to the Future. And some of the stage caught on fire, so they had to end up starting to spray this every night, spray the stage down with water, and they had to um, shampoo it every night and clean up all the, you know, the debris and stuff like that from all the gunpowder and stuff like that. And the second fire that I was there for, uh, towards the end of it, was um, everything was going well. There was training on the other side. My buddy was training with somebody else, and the bike comes down as normal, and I'm thinking, okay, cool. I'm watching and making sure nothing's going on. Nobody's scared. All of a sudden, the Terminator shoots, you know, the shotgun like he always does. And for those who don't know, the, the shotgun has cork or cork or like, or not, it started having cork. I guess they had a cotton swab inside of the, the shell. It's blank. And apparently it didn't burn or the cork. I guess what it was, was still on fire because it's so hot. It landed just right to where the, the Kimberly, where Kimberly falls down and with the control panel, where they go underneath the stage, a flame, huge flame, looked like somebody lit a flare gun shot over the top of it and i was like whoa i kept yelling i yelled so loud to my friends across the theater over the guest i said do not hit the e-stop do not hit i called upstairs but upstairs in the control room where they can already see it they were already on it and i was talking to the actor what happened because they were able to go underneath the stage the t-1000 is covered up in his jacket and kimberly is the only one that has a fire blanket that covers her and he ended up rolling on top of her to cover her up because they had the, they were freaked out. They were like, what? Did, they were praying they to get God. Hurt? Oh yeah, they were praying to God that nobody got, you know, they didn't get hurt, but they said that, um, yeah. he told me, he goes, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, all I remember seeing was flame over my head. He goes, all I did was roll on top of her and kind of wish we weren't going to get stuck in the stage and we didn't. So, um, I was like, wow, I ended up having to fill out an hour report about that and they're like, what did you see it? What happened? And I was like, it looks like somebody little flare gun, but apparently what it was is when I got the report back, when he shot the shotgun, a little little swab or whatever oil 
was just enough. I guess it was enough built up over time that it landed just right in the crevice and it caught on fire. All that oil. Wow. So that was some that was some minor things, you know. Yeah, minor. Well, I mean that was that was crazy even minor, but you know it's nothing that they prepared for, you know, previously. But yeah, it was the second fire that I actually got to be a part of. I was like, whoa, and it was sad because you're telling guests, you know, hey, you you need to evacuate the building. And somebody goes, we thought that was part of the show. No, that wasn't part of the show. <laughs> you know, and they were getting yelled at, like, why are, you, why are you sending us out of here? Well, there was a fire. Do you smell all the smoke? You know, one of my friends was um, was a Coast Guard, retired Coast Guard, military guy, was walking a lady out. Lady was yelling at him. You know, you can't tell me to leave. He goes, ma'am, do you see do you see the smoke? Do you smell the smoke? It's called the fire. He goes, our first priority is to get you out of the building, you know. She couldn't understand yeah. that. She wanted to, she, she waited her time. She wanted to go sit down and be in the fire. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so people, you know, they're, they're ignorant, yeah. but it is what it is. Ignoring that plus that they had to wait already in the queue area. Yeah, they had when, no idea what was going on. If they don't know the show, they have no idea what, what the show is no. about. Then they enter the, the pre-show where they expect uh, they can sit, but they have to spend another like 10 or a minute. Yeah, the pre-show, then, yeah. yeah, once you get in, we would load, uh, it's a 10-minute prior load time. So say if the show was at 10.30, we would load around 10.20. We'd have the 10-minute load time to get everybody in the pre-show. The counter's counting them. And then the person in pre-show would control pretty much all of that, would have to uh, fix the glasses, what have you. By 27, if you look on your clock or your watch, it was a clock we had to watch because that's what the actor's time they were synchronized to their, their clock upstairs. And then you'd uh, hit the, there's a green button inside the panel you would hit that would tell the actor and the control booth that you were ready, that you, you know, it was time yeah. for the actor to get yeah. ready. Um, the actor up on her balcony would have a button that would light up, the whole panel would light up. So she would know, okay, I now can turn the mic on, I can hit, you know, start the pre show. So we would wait for her. And then you would call out to the person up front and say, hey, I have two minutes. And then you would say, sometimes we would say that the, the, the lady in red, you know, has come out or so-and-so or she should, who should not be named or so. We would, we'd say some weird things on the radio, you know, about Kimberly. And then yeah. we would say, hey, last guess is so-and-so. We'd close the doors and give the count. So um, they had no – I mean, it was like a good – it's a good, uh, what, 17 minutes in pre-show because yeah. once pre-show starts, about seven minutes – you know, to get that all set. And then you got, then you got to come in. So I, I can understand the lady's predicament, but at the same time, there's a fire. We're, yeah. trying, we're trying to get you yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to safety. It's, yeah, it's you, safety. You want to get out in life, so just <laughs> get your ass out. Yeah, get your ass out exactly. But that was, I mean, that, those are all the fun, quirky stuff that I, I mean, I had to go to. I've had, you know, like I said, people were just. Uh, we had one guy where he got super wet because the sprinkler head busted open above him, so he got he got a whole couple gallons of. 100 gallons of water sprayed all over his, his uh, lap. He walks out. He, still, he walks up. He goes. He goes. Is this, is this supposed to happen? He was all covered in water, drenched, and the, the sprinkler was still broken. <laughs> well, he could be happy that that it was located in some sunshine state. So yeah, pretty much. He, he, he goes. He uh, would, he goes I think I got more wet uh, than I was supposed to be. And I remember you. You had a story from story from Japan about you getting caught inside the pre-show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> Like you mentioned before, they also have a counter to, to count the guests uh, and see if uh, if there's still a guest left in the, the queue area or in the pre-show. They can count it. So I went to to the the pre-show and I I was recording there. I was walking uh, to give more like a point of view uh, video 
of, of people walking through the queue area and pick up the glasses. And then I would walk back to the entrance and film some stuff over there. So I was, I was walking through the whole queue area, even um, uh, putting my my camera on a, a tripod to film the, 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 the queue show area uh, video uh, in Japanese. And then one of the, the managers came to me and we talked a bit and she was very helpful and she would let me uh, photograph her costume and all the details on it. And so we were talking and one show had already passed uh, by then and I was filming the, the Q uh, video during the second show. And then after that show, she, she suddenly told me, okay, you have been here for a long time. Now you really have to go but because the counter is still messed up. Please leave the queue area, go into the, the, the show and do, <laughs> do experience the show. So I was, okay, I, I will I will go and then I will come back later on the day. <laughs> she, she, she literally uh, chased me out of the, the, the queue uh, area. <laughs> so you got you, sir, you got you got to go. But ma'am, you don't understand, yeah. man. I came all the way from the Netherlands to see this. Yeah, you know what, what's funny? I was uh, then uh, later on the day. Because Japan is, is really crowded, the University Park. Yeah. Uh, I was. I think there were like. Uh, I've been told there were t- uh, thirty-five thousand people that day. Wow. So I came back later that day. I filmed in front of the uh, the building, like I always do with my my little fan documentaries. Yeah. I was I was filming there, and then the same manager walked up from behind me, and she greeted me and more like, "Hey, you again." He <laughs> still recognized me and thought, oh, he's back. You're not a hard guy to, uh, once everybody gets to know who you are, you know, especially my crew, when they finally knew who you are and you met you met a few of our guys, tech guys. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's it's you. Okay, cool. Because first, it's, it's everybody was a, like, why, why is he in here? Like with Ali. And I was yeah. like, well, he's, he's fine. He's, I, I, I tried setting up the Kimberly thing and I went backstage and talked to a few of the actors and you got, you got to meet them and you've already. I know a few of them through Facebook, um, but I'm not going to yeah. give away their names for privacy. Um, no. But yeah, I mean, you, I was like, hey, you know, and they're like, what? Ollie, he needs to go. And I'm like, oh, well, and they're like, wait a minute. No, you're, you're fine. Cool. He's with Ollie. It's fine. So he was able yeah. to get a lot of photos and videos that he wasn't normally able to get. And one of our techs left the robot up for a good, a good 45 minutes to an hour. Very good detailed shot from the, from the sides, from, from the bottom up. Yeah, it was I funny because one of the actors was like, "Hey, I, I took some more photos for you. Did did he did he get the back shots?" They asked me like, "Did he get any of the back shots?" And I'm like, "He better have, because it was up there for a good hour." Yeah, but I I, I because I'm just I guess and I can imagine Universal does not want to take the risk of me having break stuff in the show or breaking uh, some bones of my own and get sued. Yeah, they they they, they won't let the guests up. On the box to the No, unfortunately, the, the yeah, I've, I've, I've climbed up there too, and I've stood up on the next to the robot, and everybody was like, "Be careful!" And I'm like, "Okay, cool," because that originally, um, that didn't happen until about a couple years ago. We used to take uh, the meet and greet photo, um, by the T2 3D uh, exit doors, which, like you said, was very dark yes. and stuff like that. So I would take photos of, of friends and family of the actors because it was their first day on the job. So we take a photo with their family and stuff like that. Uh, and then one of the actors decided, well, you know, we should, we should turn one of the lights on, the, the house lights on, so we can actually see, and then raise Robot 1, and then which would be a T-70 Robot 1. And the actors would climb up, uh, just turn up in the, the Terminator, and um, 
T-1000 would walk up and they would take photos with the family and stuff like that. There were a lot of times we had a lot of people then they would see the T-1000 walk out and they'd freak out because, you know, they think he's a bad guy, but he's actually a really nice guy. Yeah, really, the actors are really nice. Yeah, one but, of the T-1000s came walking out and scared the hell out of a little kid. He, he, did, he didn't mean to, but he was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm really I'm really a nice guy. It was poor, it was a Make-A-Wish family, and he was like, no, no, I'm really nice. My name's so-and-so. And the yeah. little girl watching the game of hug, and he was really nice. But uh, with with the photo uh, opportunity in, with with the selfie robot, I think Universal Studios Hollywood did that uh, already for some years. They have a little, uh, <clears throat> like a VIP tour, uh, some kind of special uh, front of the line pass thing, mm-hmm. which let a guest um, have a have, have some meeting with the actors after the show. Oh, they wow. can sit. They get to sit in front in the, in the front row. And then the, the Kimberly actress comes up, and then the, uh, John Connor comes up, and then the Terminator eventually comes up, and they give a little bit of um, Terminator trivia to the guests. I think and they, I remember they, seeing they, it. There's something yeah, on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, there's a video of it. And they let people, uh, they have a, they had a uh, life-size mini hunter that they could, yeah. people could, uh, could see and touch. And after that, uh, that little presentation, they... Uh, Gave that those uh, VIP guests the opportunity to take uh, pictures with uh, those three char- characters in front of the one of the T seventy robots. I think, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, there are a lot of photos on the internet. Is there I, any I other like questions tell- you have to want to answer? You want to answer it, or is there anything kind of that you were like, what's another Easter egg, or anything else you want the people oh, people to know? I, I I want to add something to my story of Japan. Oh, go for I was, it. I was not only chased out of the queue area. But I when I so I went to the, the pre-show and then the main show, and then I waited for every. Uh, I wanted the shot of the the, the wall I mentioned uh, between the, the front audience and the back audience. So I waited a bit for the for the guests to leave, and then I was filming there. And then the, one of the, the security uh, guys uh, came to me and all, also chased me out of the main show room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a lot of chase uh, in Japan, <laughs> yeah, I must say. They wanted me you're out like of an film. international superstar, man. You're like, I, dude, I don't care. I'm here for Terminator. Well, I, I only had one day in the park. Uh, and 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 for me, uh, a visit is uh, expensive. So, yeah, yeah like I would imagine so. Flight and the stay there, the hotel. But also, um, it would have been very uh, interesting for me to buy uh, like an... Uh, an annual pass, like a year pass, so I could visit more often. But yeah. I only have those limited days that I am there. Mm-hmm. And Orlando, I knew I would always uh, get back one day, but Japan is not that country. That was, that yeah, I was one thing you were like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to get back to Orlando ever. Like, I need you to take photos. And I'm like, I, I got the photos if you need them. So. Yeah, I thought 2014 would, would have been my last visit. Uh, and I, I said to my sister then, if the show closes, uh, I really want to go back for the final show because I already missed out the final show in Hollywood. And because uh, during my visit, I heard the final show in Hollywood wasn't really that good. Yeah, uh, I think we no, had, I think we had the we had the better send off. Our send off was really yes, it was yes. it was never mental. We had a, a cast and crew, and it was cool to see a lot of the actors, especially a lot of the actors that worked there for eons, you know, for twenty well, plus years. Hollywood also had something like that. Yeah. The, they also had uh, after the show the, the or the the the, the, the ex uh, employees and the, the, the current employees that worked on T2PD they could uh, meet up in the Globe t- Theater in uh, in the opposite of the, the, the building there. Yeah. They had some kind of special meeting 
they could drink, uh, they could t- take pictures of uh, the life-size endoskeleton there. And the final show, uh, it was also a lot of, uh, there were a lot of people there also. Passed, I saw uh, people pre- that I, I, I saw one of the head creators of it. And I was like, oh my God, the head, it's one of the head creators. Like he came in with like a jean jacket on and he started bringing some, like, some of his own props. And I was like, whoa. So I started meeting people I didn't need, I haven't met in years. People were like shaking my hand and like, yeah. somebody's like, I I've started, I worked with for years, and I'm like, oh my god, where the hell have you been? Or people that actually helped build T2 from what it is, even original text they used to work on it. Yeah, but this is the the, the, the Orlando final show you mentioned. Right yeah, now. yeah, I was I was talking about the Hollywood one. Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood, yeah. They, they they also had a some kind of send off, but it's it's like it's perhaps it's the universal way, but there wasn't also uh, like a big fanfare or something, uh, a big send off. It just there was only one sign at the Global Theater that said, uh, said thanks for the memories we did. Yeah. And guests during that day didn't even know the show was closing. No one ever told. So it was during the last show that suddenly the, 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 the clock uh, was set on closed. And, and nobody was, uh, actually knew. Only see, ours, ours was really weird. The way that, it, way that it went down, I kept texting you throughout the day. I said, hey, I wasn't supposed to work on the last day of closing actually a friend of mine wanted not to work and i was like you know what i was like my last send off and i'm glad you were able to get one of the farewell t-shirts that we had oh yeah like 36 bucks on ebay don't buy it it's not worth it <laughs> <laughs> well they, they they i found some cheaper uh found some cheaper uh, yeah i mean i found some, my t2 my okay. actual t2 cast and crew closing shirt which is pretty cool i think i i'll take a photo of it and send it over to you uh, I, i've already worn it like twice and somebody's like Oh, do you miss it? I'm like, I miss the family and my friends. I don't miss, I don't miss the craziness. Like, I don't miss the headache of certain things, but I miss the family. So it's good yeah, to see a lot of the, the family that I, I miss. But what yeah. I saw indeed during my meeting after my uh, visit there, and also on Facebook, it, it's it's one big family. Yeah, I, it's always, I, it was always like it, that. It, it, was, it was sad to it, say goodbye to everybody. It's it's for Orlando. It was one big family, but also Hollywood is one big, big yeah. family. A lot of the, our, our, our Orlando actors were actually working in Hollywood, too, and a lot of them worked in Japan, yeah. too, so a lot of them got to do crossover. Because I met Sarah Connors that I haven't met in years, and I've met a lot of Terminators that I haven't seen in years, either, because they they grew up and they had, they had a lot of their families and stuff like that. So it was really neat to see that. But it was weird for us because we didn't uh, – I was texting you throughout the day on the last day. I said, hey, man, get here early. And then I was told in the morning, like, hey, we're all here. I actually did a podcast in the beginning of the morning. I got to work around 7 in the morning. Did a quick podcast. You're, you're walking through the queue. Walking I through thought. the queue. I started talking yeah. about like how my company started and stuff like that. And I kind of brought up some fun, fun facts about the venue. But I was like, this is home for me. And this is where I started. This is, you know, I kind of mentioned the blandness of the venue and what, what I took away from it, like the family and friends. But we, you know, just kind of was a fun relate myself. But yeah, we didn't know we were going to have, because people didn't know the venue was closing. They didn't know. When I was out front, when you finally met up, you and your sister met up with me, and we were talking a little yeah. bit, and I ended up giving you a little something. I'm not saying what it was. Reach out something from me <laughs> that I found uh, for our yeah. closing day. But I was, I saw him and his sister, and I said, "Hey, you might want to get her early because." And we were told like you can, you can record all day because there were so many phones in that show. And every our boss, he's like, "Hey, people are gonna film and let it happen. Don't stop anybody because um, what happened was is the actors' families were coming in and they were filming." Like crazy with huge, huge cameras, and I don't know if you were in the shows, but I was literally doing a show with all the former actors in the corner with me, 
and all you heard was cheering on my side. And one of my guys came behind me, he goes, one of my managers came, he's like, can you imagine what the guests are thinking right now with all the screaming and yelling from all the actors? I was like, they have no idea who's next to me. They don't know that any of these guys were actors or former actors of the show. Yeah. I said, I know who they all are, but nobody else does. Because one of the guests looked over at me and like, can they please be quiet? I said, they're actors of the show. They, they used to do the show. They're not going to shut up. This is this is a good moment for them. You know? The final, the final countdown for them. Yeah, we did. Like yeah. it was a sad countdown for us because, like you said, we were only told a month ahead. Yeah, the time window was very short. And and, I, and even it was not a big, not not some kind of press. No, and we were like I said, when we when I got a call, I got caught call that night when I had food poisoning and stuff. Uh, a friend of mine goes, "Hey man," he goes, he goes, "It's not false. I just text so and so, and I asked her personally, and she said, it's not false. It's real." T2 was officially closing. By the time I got to work the next day, I walked in because I had to. I put on my T-shirt and my stuff and stuff for Cyberdyne. Walked over, you know, didn't clock in. Had to had a quick breakfast and walked in. Everybody would start talking about it in the break room. Everybody's having coffee and talking. And I said, "So what's going on?" Our managers come walking in. They're like, "We have a note, they had an email in their hand on a piece of paper." And they said, "Oh, so when y'all clock in, we need to talk. Everybody, we need to talk with everyone." And they said, "It's not a, it's not a." Universal has officially announced at nine o'clock this morning. And the media department that T2 will be closing for a, and I believe it was an action-packed attraction that they're planning. Again, yeah. we, we don't know what it is. We we still have been told the actors and us and ourselves have made assumptions. I will tell you what the assumptions are. The assumptions the are born. Yeah, that's one of the biggest ones. And somebody else said a, a haunted house kind of thing, but I was like, no, that's that's like that can't be true. So. We're all thinking it's the born supremacy or anything with born related. Most, most most people do and think it's born. Yeah, and one of our main actors uh, who played the because he he was at a meeting and he said that um he said you know what he goes all I keep hearing is born so that's not that's not a speculation that's kind of a big rumor that's been going around with all the actors that have worked there myself um, Universal has not confirmed it or denied it so don't take our word for it <laughs> but that's what we keep hearing. Who knows? Yeah, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Just I mean, it, it fits. It fits the description of the building. If you guys have been to Orlando, it fits the description. So, I mean, it makes sense to me. But what is the description? I must ask. Uh, well, if you've ever seen like the Born, if you've ever seen like the Born Treadstone kind of thing, it's kind of like an outdoor facility kind of thing. And the way Terminator looks, it looks like a, like just like like a, like a regular office building, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So I mean, when I kind of thought about the movies and what I've I've watched over the years, I was like. It would make sense because I was like, what if – and years ago I was thinking, I was like, what if T2 closes down? They'd have to shut down the whole entire sidewalk. They'd have to break down the whole entire wall, you know, and and um, I was actually able yeah. to walk into T2 a couple of days afterwards. They didn't have any of the doors. The doors have all magnetic or card readers, so you have to scan your ID and then it will unlock the doors. They started locking all the doors because people were trying to sneak into the venue and take photos and stuff like that. So finally, about a few months ago, they finally locked all the doors. You can't. You need uh, security clearance to go into any of the doors. My boss was able to go into it, and he was like, "They haven't." Because when they closed T2 down, they didn't do anything for like over two months. It was just sitting there. Nothing was going on. No, you know, the venue that's was weird just because it seemed they were in such a hurry to hurry. hurry yeah, it. that's what all the actors said, and a couple of my my coworkers said the same thing. He's like, "I don't know what they." We're in such a hurry to, to shut us down. And some of the actors said the same thing because they kind of had tears in their eyes. They're like, you know, I don't know why they shut us down so fast. They weren't planning on doing anything with it. 
Because I remember you texted me. You said, hey, is there anything um, available prop-wise? I said, nothing yet. I said, when I find anything out, I'll, I'll let you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, nothing really popped up. And my girlfriend at the time, my girlfriend now, uh, you know, she texted me. I was home. And she goes, the guy that likes Terminator stuff is, yeah. She goes, I think I found something. Does this look normal to you? And I went, that's that's a T2 thing because I think there was three canisters and can- it was canisters of film guys there's no film in the canister unfortunately it just says um, uh, left screen like left eye something like left that and I was, I was able to notice what it was and she goes what just closed down I said that would be T2 and she goes exactly should I buy it and I'm like get it now and luckily she did because that was the only thing that really popped up on the market you know yeah. and it's something yeah. else popped up on the market but it, it sold so fast it was one of the, the film reels it was like 65 bucks I think it had a, an image burn, but I think they, they said it did. But they wanted, like, I think an extra 75, 80 bucks, and it wasn't worth it for the price. And I guess some guy already bought it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, you know, it's, it doesn't say Terminator, you know. Why, yeah. would, I, why would I want it? But uh, it was, you know, it was, it was rough because it was like, okay. So they really didn't, they told us super late. They didn't, you know, and our, our shutdown was super quick. I mean, the actors were like, whoa, you know. It was even weird because I was talking to one of our guys when we were closing who built the venue one of the directors of it and even he he had to he, he left work from a big company i guess to fly in just to orlando to go do the closing because he had no idea so he had to drop everything he was doing with his family and he had to come in and see the last show which was kind of yeah. because it sucked for everybody because it was like i thought we'd have more time but we didn't but it is what it is yeah but, but we all think it's going to be boring guys we that's our assumption i'm not going to confirm or deny it um i but, won't ask. No, I mean I'm not gonna. I mean, that's but it. That's what we're all thinking. I, I I I must admit I'm not really interested in what it will be. No. I I will I would just wait and see, but it, it's not Terminator. So no, it's not. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, it's not. It's not T2. I don't care about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not that I don't care. I I'm, I'm curious what they will do with with theater and what they will uh, reuse. Yeah. The old show, but it's not that uh, that I'm. Uh, chasing rumors or whatever no no you're not one of those people now no. no you're not one of those like i said prior to this we were told you know a year ago two years ago like i said we'd have always that random guest would come by and be like so when's t2 closing and we we didn't know we like we don't you know we're told that all the oh you guys are closing no we're not closing we're not we have no plans on closing because they have they have so much merchandise in the store they gotta sell it you know yeah and i remember like one <laughs> I love when people would walk to the store and they'd be like, hey, how much is that robot? And you're like, that robot is $7,000. That's all? And I'm like, huh, very funny. Because you know you ain't got the money to buy it. But I remember one guy from Ireland went in and he bought two of them immediately. Yeah. I was like, but I, 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 I think we discussed it back then. Yeah. For, for us, $7,000 is cheap for a robot. Yeah. Because the prices here are much more. Yeah, and just for, shipping, for and just getting it home to you. Yeah, just <coughs> shipping it home and stuff like that would be outrageous. I, I, I just calculated. I think one uh, life-size robot here will cost, I think, uh, $8,600. Oh, wow. So if you can buy one for five or 6000 then, yeah. Take it, yeah. Com- compared to here. But, of course, you get the shipping cost, the import duty. Yeah, which is... That's yeah, it's all add, horrific. Add up. It's horrific. Yeah. I'm not gonna say uh, five thousand is, is less money or uh, is just a no, but amount, I can understand you know, enough, coming, coming from the Ireland. The price or, yeah. Here, yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, it was like all the fun. So like it was like I so said, we didn't really know what was going on until they told us. And when you, I'm glad you got to fly in when you did because it was really that was a rough thing. Cause it was like weeks of just getting all the stuff planned out. And they go, is he gonna make it? Is he not gonna make it? How do I you know get yeah. planned? But it was it was cool. I, ha- I had to get approval for my work. I yeah, had to get the that was that was rough. Wife. Because she would be alone here with uh, the kids, a, a triple triplet, just for a, for a whole week. Mm-hmm. And of, co- of course, I had to. I'm <clears throat> sorry. Mm-hmm. I my sister had to go with me, so that was a lot of arranging in a short time. Mm-hmm. But we managed to do it. You did, and it was it was insane, and it was just like if you had to get you all the stuff that you needed to see, and you know, and the one thing, the one clip you you were very adamant. You were like, if you can find it, if you can grab it, you know, you have to find this clip. And I was like. And again, we're going to throw it out there one more time. If anybody can find Kimberly surviving, if you have a clip on your cell phone or something like that, at least decent quality, send it over to me. I'll give you the links to my email or the podcast, and I'll send Maurice's stuff over to him. But he's looking for Kimberly alternate surviving. And for those who don't know what that is, that's when Kimberly, instead of falling on the crash pad when she gets choked by the T-1000, she ends up alternating it by walking off the stage instead. The cue would usually be I'm getting out of here or, you know, I'm going to go find security or something like that because there were different authorizations. I mean, there was one, like I said, when the bike wasn't working, the Terminator would just walk down and and then shoot his gun and then walk off the stage. Uh, Another one for one of our actors, he wouldn't run during act three. He would come off the stage, but he would not walk around through the crowd. He would actually go through the front front because of his knees. And that was another authorization. Uh, And then there was another one. I don't know if Maurice knows this one, but when, there's two the John Connors, their gloves would kind of uh, get broken. They would actually run throughout where we were standing. They would not repel down Sarah would, but John Connor would actually run run into the crowd with us. From from which door? Sorry, so, audio just. Yeah, he would actually come out to where the exit doors were. Say in, in Orlando, the where we would stand, it would be um. For the actors. you mean the exit exit door for the for the audience? Yeah, so where where oh. uh, we would where we would actually there would be would be an exit door where they would actually come up behind the robots. There's actually two doors there, and you we walk you walked out of with us to talk to somebody. Oh and, yeah yeah, yeah I, would, I know the door. He would sit there. There would be a chair here hiding in a corner, so he would actually come out and look. He'd, he'd, he'd peek, but he would already know the queue, and he was dependent on us because one day nobody told me he was there. It scared the living daylights out of me. I literally he almost slammed into me. I didn't know he was there. <laughs> no one Sorry. said anything. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and he was like, and "I remember him looking back at me." And I, I'm not going to say the actor's name, but he apologized. He was like, "No one said anything." I was like, "No, I didn't know you were." Because I talked to him backstage, and I said, "What happened?" He goes, "My my gloves. I have no I have no gloves." Or he had gloves, yeah. but the gloves that they had were just for show. But the gloves that he needs to repel them, because when they repel, um, yeah. it burns into the gloves a lot. <laughs> so they're only able to do 100 repels per rope, I guess it is. And another fun fact, um, Sarah Connor repels 36 feet. John Connor repels 38 feet. Because of the stage. Yeah. I was. I asked that one day. I had a nerdy question. I said, nerd question backstage. Everybody went, what do you want to know? I said, how how high is it from Sarah? You know, Sarah's jumping. They told me what it was. And it was, for Sarah, it was 36. And for John, it was 30, 38. And some of the John Connors would repel so weird. Like, they'd come down. And they'd be like swinging on the rope, and you're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but yeah, it's like called me one day because he asked one have gloves. He said, "Hey, my gloves. Yeah, I don't have I don't have any gloves. Can't get them in for like another week, so I'll be coming to the crowd, coming into your side." We would scare guests to guests, be like, "What the hell? There's nobody there." But 
a lot of times people would just point up at John Connor and, you know, they would see him in the catwalks just chilling, just sitting there waiting for his cue. Yeah. But I, I'd hear him, you know, I'd say, God, is that you? <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, <coughs> fun times in Terminator. It's just weird things that we've had. And, and is there any other questions you want to know or kind of trivial you I, want to get? I, I do have one uh, request. Okay. Uh, it's also a request for footage. You already mentioned the Kimberly uh, exit, uh, the surviving Kimberly. I'm really looking for that one, but it's also the alternative uh, ending with um, when the when the the Sarah and Connor do not appear, uh, Sarah and John do not appear on stage at the end, but there's only the gun because the the, the lift there is not uh, lift is not working. Yes. What he's talking about, guys, there is there's an alternate ending also that I actually got a photo, I got video of, but it was too dark on my cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you couldn't really see the, you couldn't see because sometimes the Terminator will leave the laser on on the gun so it looks like it's like firing Red through up. the uh, you'll see the, the laser going through the, the the LN2 when it goes on stage. Okay. So, um, what happens is they'll the act three lift won't work properly, so that's why that ending will happen because the act three lift is where um, the Terminator and John Connor come up. Yeah, and they, they, Connor, you, you, you can spot it already earlier in the show. Sometimes you can. Sometimes they'll they'll turn it off like it won't work properly or you just can't, I guess it's a, a default in the sensor or whatever it would, would be. Um, but what happens is during the show, the Terminator will come up or sometimes if they won't come up, there's another alternate with the Terminator walking from backstage. There's a little curtain that they would pull it's, open. It's, it's a neat act three. When they enter Skynet, mm-hmm. the, the, the Terminator and John, the, there's a lift. When, when it's dark, the, the, the lift will uh, lift them uh, up onto the stage mm-hmm. and nobody will see it. But when that lift is not working, the, the actors will walk in from uh, from the audience point of view from the right, mm-hmm. they'll walk in the center of the stage, and then they will continue uh, like you just walk in the exactly. building. Sometimes they're all, they were a little bit late, so sometimes you wouldn't they would they would they would go down for the lift, but they wouldn't um, find out there was a problem until a little bit late. So they would come up on stage just a, a second or two late because they'd have to walk up real quick and go, you know, they, they would say the cue, they would hear the audio, you'd hear the audio. What is this place? Uh, Skynet, you know, yeah. and, and, yeah. and they would do it. And it'd come up a few seconds later, but they would, they would do it. But the footage that he's looking for is when the Terminator, sometimes the Terminator, when he gets down, he'll lay the gun down or he'll turn, or he'll turn, turn the laser off. Or sometimes and they'll, the tech underneath the stage will hit a button and drop the uh, Act 3 lift. It'll recover the gun. And yeah. then Sarah and John, because John has to run. John has to, he's one of the fastest people on stage. There's actually a fire I, hole that he actually would have to jump down. Yeah, ten seconds. I heard they have to do to, to when they uh, leave the when they climb they, up the stairs. They, they run, yeah, because I was literally backstage they, one day watching. Yeah. And there's a fire pole yeah. that they they jump on and they slide down and they run down the stairs real quick. Another, yes. Do that X three lift. Yeah, he's only got about ten seconds to make it on yes. in queue. And, and then uh, they they just wait to to be propelled up. Mm-hmm. But but when that lift is not working, then. I think the tech will place the gun there with the lights on. Um, on. The tech. So, so what would happen with there? So the tech would usually, if it was working, the tech would usually grab the gun and put it to the side. And then Sarah and John would come back up during the lights darken. And then they'll come back up. And that, that would be your, your thing. As the lights fade, the actors go down. So if that doesn't happen, here's your alternate. Would be the a Terminator would... Uh, put the gun there. Laser usually on, laser usually off. It depends on what the actor does because some guys turn it off, some guys turn it on. They'll run up and they'll, they'll, you know, how many seconds? You got this many seconds and then you go into the time portal um, and the gun will just, you know, the lights will turn off. And you'll see the laser, you know, 
I owe my life to the Terminator, yeah. the heroes of actions of the machine, the Terminator. Yeah, the, the end narration, it's, it's, it's future, the, 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 the 3D image of uh, the endoskeleton head turning into a Schwarzenegger head. Mm-hmm. And then you get, uh, normally you get John and Sarah on stage, but then you have the, 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 the plasma rifle. Yeah, plasma stage. rifle just sitting there. Um, and that's because the act really wasn't working. And then the actors, will, uh, the guests will get up and leave. And sometimes some of the guests will take photos of it and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure there are photos of it because a lot of guests would take their cell phones oh. out and take photos of it. Photos um, are also welcome. Everything is welcome at this moment. There should be. I mean, that's the hardest part is finding the keywords to this guy. Is, is we don't know what keywords to punch in. I've, I've tried a few things for Maurice. I've tried typing like laser plasma rifle, you know, on T2-3D. And so many weird things pop up, you know. Nothing that we're looking for. We're looking for just that simple clip. I, I had two of them, but I don't know where they went in my files. Um, but what happened was the, a technician would come out when the guests would leave. They'd come up and they'd pick the gun up, and then they sometimes they would forget it was even there. Uh, plenty of times. <laughs> We'd have shows where Kimberly would come out and a plasma rifle sitting right on the stage. Wow. Yeah, uh, that was another loophole, like another Easter egg, because uh, I remember the actress that, one of the nicest actors, and you, I think you've met her or something like that. She would, she walked out one day. The plasma rifle sitting right there on the stage. I don't. And sometimes I would, we call them because we're bringing the people to the show. And we're like, hey, uh, the plasma rifle still, still on the stage. Okay, thank you. We'll have somebody come get it. You know, one stage I jumped on the stage, I took it off the stage, and I brought it backstage and put it on the, the shelf for them. And um, but they would sometimes they would forget. <laughs> but the one day the actress made fun of the text because she's like, she walks out and she goes, well, that shouldn't be here. She goes, look, look what I found, a laser rifle. A tech comes walking up. She goes, look, a stage tech. And hands it to the stage. So she embarrassed the hell out of the tech that was supposed to come out and do it. And I felt, I was like, oh, my God. I want to name the actress, but I can't name who she is. She's amazing. She's a sweetheart. But, yeah, she's so, oh, so quirky. She's just like, look. And she was the actress that I said that uh, stopped the show for two minutes because nobody would, uh, that gentleman did not want to moved down she stopped the show for two minutes because he refused to um follow directions yeah. but yeah my, my, I, I i do do have a question now Go for how it. many uh how many guns did he have and how many like the grenade shot do you have is it two or uh or how, how many props did they, how many props did they have yeah uh, versions of one thing like how many how many of the plasma rifle how many so they would have i from what i saw from the back of the the uh from storage because i know that the ones they come up on stage sarah connor comes up there is a the real they have two ar-15s that are the backup ones for the should the show the terminator has two of them also for backup uh for the act one and those are real those are what they call they're put in the prop cage i'll call it the prop cage uh, but and, uh, two backups so that means they have three uh, guns in total. yeah so they're gonna have two actual um uh, actual ar uh prop guns inside the gun cage and then one two for the terminator uh and then there is a rubber one for when she comes up on stage so that would be uh three uh there is not a there is not actually no i believe there is a rubber one because i remember when the fire happened they could not use the ammo they couldn't use ammo for a month because they were told they couldn't so we had to do a a sound effect or a a or some kind of noise to uh simulate that um so there's got to be three of those and then I know there are two plasma rifles. There's two because the one that you saw when it was brand new, it had the new laser on it. The other ones kind of didn't work. They um, they were so broken. I ended up picking one up and actually feeling how heavy it was. Uh, it didn't work so well. It, it um, When they would pull the trigger, uh, it would just 
it wouldn't do anything. The, the light and the sensor inside it that they installed didn't work properly, but it was so broken. Um, so they had two of those, uh, and I believe they had two bombs because I was able to hold one of the bombs backstage. And like they said, uh, one of the T-1000 soldiers, the first bomb that they, they made was overly engineered. So it, it yeah. worked it worked too well, as what he said. Um, I was able to hold one of the, the uh, ones that they, they kind of made. It worked well. It worked okay. But it, if you saw it up close, it didn't look it didn't look as good. Um, well, I've I've seen seen images of it. It's yeah. more like a, a thermal can. Uh, yeah. Uh, with some additions. And then we had, um, I believe we had two exoskeletons uh, heads backstage also. I don't know why. Why? Yeah. I have no idea. I think the one of the actors, I think when they come out, you know, when it's sort of, when they finally get signed off uh, for training or something like that, they, they take a photo with it, you know, to say welcome to the team or something like that. Because I would go backstage and I, I would always, I wasn't allowed to touch a lot of the backstage stuff, but I was always, you know, this this stuff, I'd always see a tech back there and I'd be like, oh, cool, I want to I hold it, you know, and they'd let me hold it, you know, for a few minutes, take a gander at it. I knew all the tech and stuff like that over time. So I would always play with the, you know, to be or to be with the, you know, the skull, you know. Stuff yeah. like that, you know. It was always fun to hold one of the rifles and see what it looks like, you know. A lot of our, our technical guys were prop designers and stuff like that, so they would make their own molds of it and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I know one of our guys did. He ended up remaking a whole plasma rifle. Um, I saw him make it. It was pretty, pretty damn good. <laughs> Better than the one we had. <laughs> that's, that's, that's nice. Yeah. I will. I, I have to close right now. I will uh, want to finish with... Um... One other question no that's related to the final show. Uh, during the curtain call, there was a T2 flag. Uh, it was being passed from uh, to each member. And I have been told that was the flag that was used in, uh, in the boot camp they got from uh, Captain Dale Dye uh, when they were trained uh, during the opening days of the show. They did. Was that, is that flag, has it always been in, in the, the building? That was the was first time I've, I've actually seen of it. I thought somebody actually made it. Um, when I first saw it come on stage, because I actually was, I was, our show was so packed for the last show, and you were in there, and my girlfriend actually ended up, actually ended up getting her, getting her ticket to go in there. I never saw the flag before, but we ended up all, and my bosses, we all had our phones out recording it, and I ended up just kind of losing my my position, and I ended up taking photos of that. But that was the first time I've actually seen the flag. I believe it was made by him. So it was kind of the last hurrah for T2, and I don't know who has it now. I'm pretty sure it's probably been signed and probably in, in his office or in someone's office um, for a last hurrah. But we did we did take a photo of it. Um, it was in our cast photo, and I do have a photo of that. Yeah. So it's actually in the cast photo. I don't know where it is now. Like I said, there's a lot of things that are missing in T2. Um, I did ask some of the actors, and like, hey, did, did you take anything by any chance, or were you able to get, you know, take a memento of your job? And a couple of them said, yeah, I was able to take my sunglasses, and, and I know one of them was able to take his gloves because they were custom-made gloves for him. And I believe somebody, so they have their glasses and gloves, the Terminators do, and I don't know if the Term, uh, Sarah Connor's got anything for, to keep for themselves or, you know. Kind of a memento to say what they did. Yeah. I know a few of the guys had their glasses. I, I, I hope they do. They do. Yeah, because one of the guy asked one of the main cast uh, actors the other day. I saw him the other day, and I said, do you have anything as a memento? He said, yeah, I do. I have my uh, my gloves and my glasses. <laughs> so, But I don't know where the flag is, unfortunately. No, I, I, I'm not. not uh, my question was not where it is right now, but has it always been in the building? 
Um, I don't believe so. I mean, it might have been, but I don't recall seeing it. I used to go up on our uh, green room a lot, and I would see a lot of the old photos and stuff like that. So I've never really actually seen it up there. I'm, I, I'm guessing it was brought for last day because I haven't seen okay. it. I've never seen it before. We've had so many props and things go, I won't say missing, but things would uh, appear and disappear rapidly over there. So there would be props I would never see before. And yeah. there would be props that, uh, and we'd have a lot of prop makers, like I said, backstage making a lot of props of things or remaking things. So re-engineering things for the show. But yeah, I, I, um, I don't recall seeing it. Um, that was my first time seeing it. Okay. So, but, uh, that was, you know, that was, that was T2, our last day of it. I hope to do another one of these with you. It was a, it was a blast. I'm hoping you had enjoyed this and got some questions you wanted to ask. Oh yeah. It, I sure had fun. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to do it again sometime. Oh, absolutely. I would love to do another one with you. Maybe we'll have, uh, and, uh, we'll have Dakota on next time. We can discuss more. Yeah. All in due time. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to call it here and let you guys get some sleep because I know it's we're about four hours ahead over there, and I don't want to keep it's you up too late. It's quarter past 11 right Oh, now, Lord, so. yeah, I definitely want to make sure you get to bed. It's only 6, 6.15 here in the East Coast. But no worries. <laughs> but I'm I glad we got to high. do this. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> All righty, <laughs> send everybody my best. Have an awesome one. Yeah, you too. And uh, thanks again. No problem. Keep it open, my guys. Have a good one.